And now for the podcast, who, after years of trying, still cannot count to ten. This is Not All Podcasts Wear Capes. What's up, y'all? Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Well, in a couple days it will be, right? But by the time you listen to it, this will have been from the past. Yeah. Right. We're recording the day, uh, the 30th, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Saturday 30th, 30th. Yep. 2023. So, all right. All right. So, um, hi, I am T. uh, there is also someone named Spade and also someone named Ariani Lasiguapa herself here. And this is our podcast about uh, what's our podcast about? I, we always uh, in general or this specific tag. Uh, yeah, you, you have like a tagline and we never say it. And like other podcasts, like say stuff I'm like this is the podcast of all the gamers. And, th-, you know, so like what <laughs> this is what, the podcast like, about whatever voice? we want to podcast on whenever we yeah, feel like right, podcasting right. basically well, there's capes yeah. so there's like a it's a superhero podcast you know ariani wishes that she was in like a little higher brow <laughs> like Phil podcast. I d- trust me, it, no. it don't get no they higher won't. brow than us no. t don't let her they, t- twist they you they won't take me <laughs> they won't accept me like <laughs> you guys have <laughs> all right so yeah so we do like superhero sci-fi fantasy all kind of Kind of all the all the all the the fun stuff, even though we always accuse each other of hating fun. Because two thirds of us do. <laughs> so so uh, uh, Spade, what are we talking about today? This episode is our top ten list of the year for twenty twenty three, and the big joke with us is none of our lists ever actually have ten. It's always more, could be less, could be. Ten exactly, right, T? Depending on how many things you've seen this year. <laughs> if, <laughs> right, if last right. year is any indication of, of what your list looks like. Yeah, I don't. Uh, they give me, uh, listeners, they give me a hard time. I don't get out to the movies a lot. Uh, and uh, whenever I try to watch something on streaming at home, I, I fall asleep uh, within 25 minutes. So I don't get a lot. I don't get a lot of uh, watching in. It's all right. It, it is what it is. Well, you know... I'm sure we'll have a comprehensive list and a lot of overlap uh, with, with everything that, yeah, that yeah, we're yeah. going we'll, we'll, to go we'll over. Have, we have some good stuff we could talk about. Should we explain how we how we tend to go through our lists? Well, I mean, my top 10 is the top 10 things I liked for the year. That's These are my, t- or my top 10 favorite things. That's the, What I'm getting to is that whoever, if somebody has a particular thing that might be higher on their list, then we hold off until right, we get right. to that higher right. point. I think people will, will, will get the flow as we, we yeah. go along. Yeah, yeah. But for, for any new listeners. And and these tend to be our, our longest episodes of the year. Uh, so why don't we just get right into it and uh, kick it off with some honorable mentions. So, uh, Ariani, why don't you go first? What, what are your honorable mentions for the year? Uh, well, I've, I've kept it down to, to five. Five honorable mentions. Um, first on that list is a movie that surprised me. Um I didn't expect much from it, but I really enjoyed it. It was Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, wow. I saw it. I enjoyed that, too. I had a really good time with it. I actually watched it on a plane, and I had a lot of fun with it. And towards the end, I got very emotional, and I was like, please don't let the person next to me see that I'm crying to the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Um, I thought it was very, very good. Very fun. I'll gladly watch more of those. Funny enough, as the as the big uh, Dungeons and Dragons person, um, 
uh, it did not make my top ten nor my honorable mentions, and you'll see you'll see why later. All right, get Ariani. Let's just run through your honorable mentions. Run through mine. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just run through them. All right, all right. Next up is uh, Elemental, the uh, Pixar movie that came out, I think, in like June. I saw that. Oh my god! Yeah, re- really good. I it was that. so I good. Like, really, really it. good. It had like a really like comeback moment in theaters where. It came out in theaters. It didn't do well as far as like box office, but then like I guess because of word of mouth and how people were like really enjoying the movie, it just kept making more money and making more money and getting an audience in the theaters. In the theaters, and it's crazy because I didn't think it was marketed in a very interesting way. It was like pushed as like this Romeo and Juliet type story, which it is. But then it puts in this story about immigrant immigrant yeah. assimilation. Um, duty to your family and as someone who is a first generation immigrant who grew up working in a store with their family has this sense of duty and you know stuff for their for their parents honoring their sacrifice and all that stuff um there's there's themes of of discrimination i'm just like oh my god so good so so good i really loved it it was really really well done And, and if you guys didn't watch it there's like a um like a special features kind of film. It's kind of really long about... Oh, yeah. Um, they did and, like and a I don't remember the guy. With the director. And it was really great because it's the guy in Up, the little Boy oh, yeah. Scout, he's was the, based on his, the director, the model, right? Yeah. He's the model for Russell in Up. Right, right. And I'm so like, Kate, he's a model. And I, and I brought her into the... I brought my wife into the into the living room like like this is a model for russ in the thing he goes oh i completely see it and not it, it's not you know it's he's he's like like a very genuine kind of uh you know and they, they do this thing where he's walking around his parents store it was like a good it was a good it was a good movie there's a good movie it's great it's great to sit down and watch with your kids on yeah oh um, yeah my kids they, they on love streaming it. Both, both of them yeah, really, really, really loved it yeah good animation well-designed characters really interesting stuff Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. Absolutely. All right, keep going, Ariane. Go ahead. All right. Next is um the Iron Claw about the Von Erich family. I want to see that. Really good. I actually really liked it. There's there's stuff that I'm just like I wish was done better. Um bizarrely an entire brother is left out of the movie, which is, I'm just like why? I don't understand why they would leave an entire brother out of the movie, but like there's a lot I can get into about like what I wish the movie had done, but other than that, it's like a real like meat and potatoes like biopic. Zach Efron is amazing. It's the best movie he's done, best work he's done as an actor. Really, really like sad. Just a really sad story. Well, yeah, um, if, if you know the the the, the true to life aspects yeah, of what yeah. happened to those guys, it's uh, it's horrifying. You know, unfortunate. It's horrifying. Yeah, and and the thing is, like with wrestling movies, the performers. And the athletes, like they pay a price. They pay a they pay a heavy toll as performers, and just like the, the hits that they take and all this stuff. Um, oh yeah, but, I mean anyone who's seen the wrestler with Mickey Work knows. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. It's, it's you know crazy, crazy good movie. But it seems like this movie is just like. Oh, is that I'm looking at the I'm looking at the thing right now on IMDb. Is that the guy from the Bear? Yeah, yeah. he's one of the yeah, brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's uh, one okay. of the brothers in it. It's it's just it's a really good movie. Um, I really liked it. Um, speaking of another athletic um, adjacent movie, uh, my next honorable mention is Creed Three. Very good, very good movie. I I'm very surprised at how good it was. I mean, not 
not surprised, but it's Michael B. Jordan's like first movie as a director. And you know, kind of like third movies and trilogies don't usually pan out to be that great. Um, but I thought it was really, really well done. I I, I was I, I had a great time seeing that in theaters. You guys saw it? Yes? No, no, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I, I saw it. it. It was typical. I mean, if you like the other ones, there's no reason you wouldn't enjoy this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, standard yeah, fanfare I, as far as I was up, concerned. Lead up to that, lead up to that, I watched literally every single Rocky <laughs> and the other Creed movies. Um, and I had a good time going through all of those because I hadn't seen all of them um, at that point. No, they're, they're good. They're good. It's a shame so much Stallone couldn't be in, in this movie for reasons not related to Michael B. Jordan, but um, even besides that, it was still a, a good movie. Um, and I guess one more athletic-adjacent movie is Air. I loved Air. Oh, Air was great. Air, Air was, was very, very good. Fantastic. So good. It's that, it's that genre of movie that I call um, <laughs> competency porn, where... Um, someone is just very good at their job. They're very good at what they do, and it's great to see. Um, Matt Damon's so good. Ben Affleck is very funny. Viola Davis, queen. Uh, Jason Bateman. Chris Tucker back in action was nice Chris to Tucker, see. Chris Tucker's so good. Jason Bateman stole the movie. Like he was so funny, so funny. And like no, you wouldn't the think the movie that was the, great. And you wouldn't think the story would be interesting. And then of course it's so interesting. Yeah, when when that came out, um, I didn't even know it was out. Actually, I, uh, you know, I, I had to have surgery back in May, and I was laying on my couch, and it was like six in the morning, and I couldn't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So I just happened to put the TV on, and it started that day on Amazon Prime for free. So I'm like, oh, I'll put this on. I'll fall asleep in a half an hour, you know, whatever. I put it on, and I ended up watching the whole thing straight through. It was it was great. I really really enjoyed Air. If uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Does Michael Jordan? actually make an appearance in the film at no. any point so they cast an actor to play michael jordan but you don't see when he's his young. face well you don't see his face right but they, they never oh. show you his face yeah they never show his face uh, um okay. and ben affleck said that the reason he he said in like in a few interviews doing press for the movie he said that the reason he decided not to show like the michael jordan actor is because michael jordan is so famous and just right, everybody right, knows right, right. what Michael Jordan looks like and who he is. That if you have an actor come in playing him, it's just kind of distracting. Versus all these other people right, right. who aren't really all that famous, you know, and, and and not someone that like people can know. Yeah, and not so much now, I guess. I mean, there's still the his legacy is is all you know. All all of my students have original Jordans remakes, right? So. Yeah. Uh, and his, his he's everywhere still he's 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 such a like a cultural touchstone of american culture you know 90s to now right and i think it would take you out because he's such a a huge you know being in american culture he's that, too famous um, i mean not so much now right right that i understand why they would do it and it gives you i, I you know i didn't see the film so let me not talk about but i it sounds like a good decision Right. It was a good movie. Uh, T, you you would love you would love it. You would really really enjoy this. Movie. I think you would you would enjoy it. It's very engaging, more than you would expect from a movie about sneakers. Yeah. All right. Those are all my honorable mentions. Okay, I'll do my honorable mentions and I'll do a speed read of them because a lot of them are just card, uh, card. things we've talked about before. Andor. Um, <laughs> right, right. No, Andor's <laughs> my number one. That Andor's my number one. Uh, only murders in the building again. You have. 
Meryl Streep was in this one and she was awesome. You know what I mean? I put in honorable mentions because it's, it's more of the same, but a lot of that same is good. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of more of the same. But you have the, the addition of Meryl Streep and you have um, Ant-Man in there. Oh, my gosh. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd in there as the guy who got killed. So it's just like, it's really good. Honorable mention, Barbie. It was uh, it was a good movie. All right, you got to really hold off on it. that because that's, um, that's on my list. Yeah, Barbie right, made my right, list. I, right, right. Uh, higher higher on the list. You could just say higher up on the list. Higher on the list. Uh, uh, Mandalorian season three I have as an honorable mention. Uh, honorable mention here is Picard, uh, season three of Picard. Um it was, uh, and I know you guys didn't see it, so we're, I know it's not on your lists, so I'll just give a little bit of lip surface to it right now. This is for your brother. Uh, right. No, it's not for my brother. It's it's for, dude, ca- listen, the character of Captain Picard, when I watched him in, in, in Star Trek The Next Generation in the 90s, I really kind of like, a, he was really a role model, you know what I mean, as about how to conduct yourself and how to be a moral person. Um and that kind of thing. So that this character means a lot to me. Um, this character means a lot to me. And then the first two seasons of Picard were mid to un- underwhelming and just kind of like whatever. But there was a big course correction in Picard season three, which made it a, a whole lot better. Now, there's a lot of fan service and there's a lot of like uh, stuff that made me not put it on my list. But I was really, really happy that if, if people have gone in there's any Trekkies listening and you've seen season one and season two and you just tuned out of Picard, season three is a real good course correction. It is really a season of the next generation. It's not a season of Picard. It's a season of next generation. This is the one where they brought all the old characters back, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. And, uh, okay, so enough of that. Gen V is on this list. Um, is it higher, higher on your higher list, Higher on mine, Spade? yep. Okay, um, is on my honorable mention. And then I have here, and this is I'm giving course corrections. I have a haunting in Venice, um, oh, really the Kenneth Branagh, uh, uh, the Kenneth Branagh um, Agatha Christie, because K- Kate and I, it's all, we're all about Agatha, Agatha Christie. It's another course correction type thing because Death on the Nile was so ridiculous. The first one, the first one, uh, Murder on the Orient Express. It was all right, but you know it's Kenneth Branagh doing big Hollywood things and changing the stories. And but I liked the Haunting in Venice because I felt like it was a smaller film. Those are my honorable mentions. All right, all right. All right. So, so my honorable mentions. Uh, this one was a lot of fun. So you know, I try to always like diversify and include comic books and some other stuff, not just movies and film, uh, TV shows. I mean, so. My first honorable mention is the Spider-Man 2 PS5 game, which uh, was a I lot of fun. It. I haven't started it yet. It's, it's The only reason it didn't make my actual list is because it's pretty much exactly like the first game. Like There's nothing really like crazy and innovative about this. It's basically just for story. So if you like Spider-Man, you have a PS5, it's worth your time. It's a lot of fun. It's it's pretty pretty cool how they remix a lot of the the basic, the, the greatest hits of, of Spider-Man. Uh, into this video game with the world that they're building. But yeah, definitely worth checking out. Um, also on my list, two DC properties. One that I really enjoyed, Blue Beetle. I don't know if you guys ever saw it, but Blue Beetle a was a lot of fun. It. It's a lot of fun. It's worth your time. It's it's really good, and I'm glad they're going to keep him around in, in the new DCEU. Oh, they're keeping uh, him in the new one. Yeah, that's what 
James Gunn has I said. I heard that, and then I heard. Oh, I heard it, yeah, and then I, heard, I didn't I hear it. I think I heard so. that Blue Be- Blue uh, Blue Beetle is technically the first entry in right. the new James Gunn universe. And the the way that this movie goes, they don't really reference anything, so you could keep them. I mean, they mentioned Batman, but they don't. They don't mention, say like, which Batman specifics. Right. Yeah. Think, they don't things like that. So like story beats and stuff like right. That. All right, so I, I, I don't want to get into spoiler territory because I haven't seen it, but it references the history of the character, though, right? Well, they make, like, offhanded jokes about Batman, not... um, Not... Because... So, I, okay, I don't... Uh, this is a conversation for another time because I don't want to put spoilers out there. Yeah, and, and I, like, I'm not totally sure what you're referencing because it's been a while since I saw the movie. Oh, okay, right. but you, right. you know, there, I mean, there was there was the line in the trailer where, uh, yeah, that was you know, George Lopez is... says Batman's a fascist. Yeah, right. Well, I'm not like talking that. about I'm talking about specifically about the Blue Beetle character, but it's all right. Oh. Um, all right, yeah. So, so Blue Beetle definitely, like I said, worth I heard time. it was. I heard it was. I heard it was a well executed paint by numbers origin story. Yeah, from what I heard, it's like it's like it's like the kind of movie where if it came out like maybe five or six years ago, it would be the best thing ever, basically. I mean, it's one of these big swing movies, right? It's a character that no one really knows. Yeah. So you're either gonna you're either gonna go or you're not gonna go. Like I didn't see this in the movies. I saw it when it was on D V D or, you know, mm-hmm. streaming. Yeah. But but so. Blue Beetle to 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 you know, be fair to Blue Beetle, um Blue Beetle is an old character originally from Trotton Comics before D C bought the property. And um, Night Owl from The Watchmen is based on Blue Beetle. Not on Batman as much, but more on Blue Beetle. Yeah, more on Blue Beetle, but not this iteration of Blue Beetle with the alien costume kind of thing. You know, it's it's an earlier version of Blue Beetle. Uh, all right, my, my next honorable mention is actually another DC uh, property. My Adventures with Superman. The animated show that was on HBO Max. It oh, yeah. it was really really good. It was really well done. It was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out for sure. Did you guys watch that I, holiday Batman holiday thing that was on Prime? I did. Yeah, yeah. I saw my kids. They I need to. See they it. liked it. I, I heard it's, it's cute. It's it, it's good. It's good. It's it's cute. It's cute. Uh, and then John Wick Chapter Four. I don't know if you guys saw Higher John Wick, but higher on my list. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then two things that I would have included, but they're both ongoing. So I felt like since the series hasn't ended, can't really include it. But definitely worth honorable mentioning. Uh, Fargo right now has been awesome. I don't know if you guys are up on Fargo. I need to, I but, need to watch. But the, the latest season Juno, is great. Juno Temple's in it, right? Yeah, Juno Temple's in it. Um, uh, John Hamm's in it. Those are like your your main. I love John Hamm. Characters. Yeah, it's it's great. It's it's definitely just well, as good. It, as, like, it only the started early dropping like a couple of weeks ago, right? So yeah, like only right before Thanksgiving, episodes. but it dropped with three episodes. So there's like is it done? S- no, I think there's like three left, or two, three or two or three left. I, I forget. Uh, but Joe Keery's in it from Stranger nice. Things, and it actually took me like three episodes before I realized it was him because he just oh, looks wow. so different than his Stranger Thing character. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing, uh, Invincible. Invincible had four episodes, so it's only a half a season. It's coming back sometime in March, but right, right, right. But right, Invincible right. is just awesome. So, all right, we did enough talking. Ariane, you want to kick it off with your official number ten? Well, here's here's the thing. <laughs> so, 
I have five on my list that are just TV. And then I have my official top 10 because there was a lot of good stuff this year. Um, wait, but... wait, hold on. So you have 15? No one can count to 10. Actually, technically, she had like it's, 20. It's, it's, li- it's literally the same thing I did last year. It's the exact same thing I did last year. So you can't. You okay, can't so what's, what's your top 10? Your movies or is it your. My top 10 are movies. My and this this okay. is just this is literally just TV. All right, so go ahead. Run run through your five shows real quick. Go ahead. Bullet bullet them off. Go ahead. Five is just a permanent always fixture. It's what we do in the shadows. Um, great season. Didn't make my this... list this year, but it, but it's it's great. Great season. Yeah, we almost year. put it on my honorable mentions, but I, I haven't seen it. I, I didn't I know only saw how the first they were going to handle the Guillermo as a vampire story. I thought it would be like a little jump the shark type thing, but it was like very right. very funny very funny no um, yeah it I, was it was a good season it's disappointing that they announced that the next season is going to be the I last know. one already i know but you know what they might quit while you're ahead you know right right um, yeah but I, it was a really good season um i think the joke that i thought about the most this year was right in like the first episode where they go to the mall and laszlo passes by a store that says baby village and he goes ah it's a good place to keep them <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's some good writing in this show some really very, good writing very scene. very good episodes yeah. all right um next up for tv is jury duty which was on amazon prime so good did you guys hear about the show or watch it heard about it when you talked about it never watched it but I, my parents so, saw it and they liked it it's so good and surprisingly gets gets to you like emotionally um james marsden is well, he's not the main character, but he's the most famous person in the show. Um, if you don't know the premise, is that um, a regular man is brought on for jury duty, but he doesn't know that everything about the jury duty is fake. Um, the case is fake. The lawyers are fake. The other jurors are all actors. James Marsden is a literal actor. He's playing himself. Um, and they set up this whole nonsense. Is it meant to be thing. like a reality show kind of thing? It's like a reality show. So they have hidden cameras on everything. They have, an, they have a story. Oh, okay. They even have a story that like involves the other jurors because they're playing characters, you know? So they even have like stories that they pull off like with just each other. But um, the, the main focus is on uh, Ronald, who is a real person. Um, but they do all these things and kind of like put him through like kind of like tests kind of to see just like what how he'll react to like these insane things that happen while he's on jury duty um it's so interesting and so well done how they pull it off and the last episode it's a comedy right it is a comedy it's very funny it's very very funny james marsden does not get enough flowers for how funny he is um he is nominated for golden globe for this um so i'm glad for that sonic too not Sonic 2, no, which I don't think came out this year um, <laughs> or did it. I don't even know. Oh, I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, no, but Jury Duty is very, very good. I loved it. Um, next on my TV list is Poker Face, 
um, with Natasha Leone. It was on Peacock. Oh, yeah. That was great. I completely <laughs> forgot. forgot. That's number 11 on T's list. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's we'll, we'll put that number 11 for T. Yeah, we'll 11. That's number 11. I mean, yeah, it's a great yeah, yeah. show. Great show. Natasha Leone is so the best. Good. So good. And yeah, so this is she's like a, a, it's, it's really good. It's like a take on a modern day Columbo where it's not a whodunit. It's a how catch them. So um, we, right. each, each episode is its own thing. There's a different murder that happens, but we know who the murderer is from the jump. Um, right, so it's murder in reverse, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you, you just how does how does Natasha Leone figure it out? Yes, right? and the th- and the catch and, is and the, is that she kind of has like a little, it, it's not exactly a superpower, but it basically is where she's like a human lie detector. Right, yeah, yeah. She knows when people are lying. Right, right. Um, and she just says bullshit. Why yes. are you lying to me? Bullshit. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so she, she just knows, them and in that, the lie. you just and have then, to accept and then, that. And then yeah, the thread, yeah. the thread unravels slowly and there's also like an overarching story involving her character but it's just like it's like the first episode is about this story that happens to her and the last episode is this story that happens to her and they drop little things throughout the season but it doesn't really affect each episode as far as like each yeah, she's murder. going from town to town, yeah, like, like Lou Ferrigno's Incredible Hulk, Bill Bixby, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just going from town to town. She's doing right, a right. different job each episode, um, and, right. and, and the actors on the show, they get great actors, great Adrian oh, Brody, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Nolte, uh, uh, oh god, this lady's name is... is something cherry like it's it like so many good it's character yeah, actors just, just top top actors yeah top yeah. top top tier actors all throughout all throughout the series no it's, it um, sounds good maybe next year when nothing is coming out on streaming because of the strike and everything finally catches up go back and catch up on some of these older shows well, well, yeah, it's, a, it's a good show it's a good it's, it's if you're a murder time. mystery person this is it yeah yeah Even i should it, that that should definitely be yeah, on my list it's 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 worth your time it's very very well done um all right, next on my list is Gen V. Um, uh, higher I'm, on my list. Okay, all right. And then I'm sure this last one is also higher on the list. It's The Last of Us, which is yeah, higher, my higher top, on my list. Yeah. One of my top Yeah, shows higher on my list. Okay, all right. So then now we can go one by one with our number 10s. Um, should I go or should <laughs> so, I? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, half an hour into the show, we're finally getting to the top 10. <laughs> exactly half an hour. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, my number 10 is a documentary, um, which was very, very good. Um, it's called Still. Uh, it's on Apple TV. Um, with uh, it's, it's about Michael J. Fox. Um, he's basically telling his own life story. Um, you know, it's about being an actor, about battling Parkinson's. Um, and you kind of think, like, it's just like, yeah, 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 I've heard this before. But it's very, very different hearing him talk about talk about it like himself in a very like in-depth kind of way and seeing seeing like just how I don't know like it's, it's just it's just very very interesting and very good to see like even with like this very very horrible disease how he's still so positive which is also just like another thing where it's just like you know people with a disability or with a debilitating illness like they they don't always have to put on a performance of positivity, you know, but he also doesn't want people to pity him either. Um, it's very well done. They have great little like moments where like they have like an actor kind of playing him as he goes through his career. Um, 
and through his diagnosis. Uh, but if you have Apple TV, um, it's a not a long documentary. It's just a 90-minute documentary. It's really, really good. All right. T, you want to do your number 10? Okay. For my number 10, um, Paw Patrol, The Mighty Pups. I have Paw Patrol, The Mighty Pups. And, and, and Ariane, you could get into it because I agree with you. Uh, um, uh, but About listen, what? Paw what Patrol is... What did I say? <laughs> Oh, we talk about like some kind of philosophical problematics with with Paw Patrol, which is which is a fair criticism of it. But in the end, what? it's about. Why did I say that? Uh, I think. Did I oh say my that? God! Was it normalizing a, a normalizing a police state? Oh, I was <laughs> like I mentioned about it. That, you were okay. like, <laughs> but, but, I mean, it's a fair. And you I corrected you, but I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to correct. I. There is an argument to be made that is, it is the normalization of the privatization of the police force. The normalization of the privatization of the police force. Um, but it's 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 insidious like Dude, that because one you of them is young. a garbage they man. Like he said, the fun you know. Nobody's a gar- <laughs> Excuse me. Did you just call Rocky a garbage man? He's a recyclable. Okay. So, what's, what's right, right. So, so late. Okay. okay. Uh, that's my point. For those of you. So for those of you who do not have children who are listening, Paw Patrol is a bunch of, not dogs. I think everybody kind of knows them. Not dogs, but puppy first responders. And <laughs> and they have all this great gear. And I love Team Man's Paw Patrol right now. This is, and, this and, is and, a highlight of 2023. Uh, but it's, is this really but happening I went to, right, because I went to the movies with, because it's about, right, I'm not approaching this top 10 list about, like, I'm not saying the things that were good this year, uh-huh. right? And what happened was I went with my wife, I went with Ronan and Simon, and it was the first time we all went to the theater, movie theater together, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be okay. Cause, and there's somebody, a kid crying two rows ahead right off the bat, so I was really comfortable. It wasn't like the first weekend. It was like a matinee. It was and, like we're going to the Marvel movie, and we're like, get this right, kid right, out right, of right. here oh my right God. now. Yeah, get, right, 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 right. And, you know, we're sitting there, and we're watching this movie. Paint by numbers. The puppies find a meteor that gives them superpowers. Oh my goodness! You can get, you can write it yourself in your head. Um, uh, and Space puppy at the cops. end, Ronan. At the end, Ronan stands up. He's like, "That was a good show." <laughs> and then he started to walk out like that. So, mighty <laughs> pups. Ronan. I had a they, great time they did their with thing, my family. Huh? I had a great time with my family cinematic experience there there's a great song my my you know it's like it's i mean i don't want to say great song i take that back but it's a very popular song <laughs> it ain't going down like that it isn't going and they talk about and it's like it's like yeah we're a crew that won't well, you can't split us up but we're the best kind ariani's of ariani's face right, right now was amazing <laughs> paw patrol the mighty pups wow i recommend if you have a, a, a child go out and see it or Amazing. stream it immediately all right well glad that made glad, you know what good good for t showing up for the for our younger fans that's it <laughs> so our very young fans. i have kids i have kids two of them uh this is something you definitely cannot watch with your kids that's for sure number 10 mm-hmm. on my list is uh twisted metal the show that was with anthony mackie based on the video game oh. from the from the early playstation uh, right, right. um this show was so much better than it 
should have been. It was funny as hell. It's a good time. Definitely worth your checking out. There's only like I think ten episodes. It's They're on Peacock, only twenty. Right? F- it's it's on yeah I think Peacock. Uh, the longest episode is probably like twenty five minutes, but the cast is great. Um, you know Nev Campbell's in it. Anthony Mackie's in it. Uh, uh, Will Arnett does the voice for the the crazy clown character, and uh, why am I drawing a blank? Oh, Stephanie Thomas Hayden Beatrice? Church. It plays like the main cop antagonist. I'm telling you, Twisted Metal can't can't recommend this enough. Especially it's for a series. Way. It's a series. It's like a I would call it a comedy. Um, just check it out. Give okay. give it like two here, here. episodes. Ele- elevator pitch the premise. Is it like a Death Race five thousand kind of thing? So here's the thing. It this is kind of like a prequel to the actual like what the game is because the game is. Cars smashing. I'm not around. familiar with the game. Okay. okay. Yeah. The the cars are just racing around, smashing each other, trying blow up your opponent, kind of thing. Mad, mad Death Race two thousand. Ba- basically, 2000, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Thank show, you know. Anthony Mackie is what they call a milkman. He's basically like a delivery boy, who goes from. It's all post apocalyptic, so he has to go from let's say St. Louis, pick up a package. And go to like San Francisco and drop it off to somebody else, and it's all a barter. So there's no money or anything like that. So it's basically whatever package he's bringing, and then hijinks and stuff happens along the way. And uh, you know more characters are introduced, but it's it was a lot of fun. It was way better than I thought it was gonna be. A couple people told me to check it out that I they thought I would like it, and I really really did. It was good enough to make my top ten for sure. Nice. I'll check that out. All right. Okay, so we're on number Ariane, nine. Ariani, number nine. Go ahead. Okay. My number nine is a Netflix streaming movie called They Cloned Tyrone. Yeah, that's on my uh, don't didn't get to watch but wanted to see it or didn't finish it. All right, so, it's on so that, if you want list. an elevator pitch for this movie, imagine. Can if, I guess? Yeah. It's a guy named Tyrone and he got cloned? Well, wait. You, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> well. Oh, so it's not just a clever title then. It, well, uh, yeah, but it's like if if they live, um, us, invasion of the body snatchers, all had a baby, and the baby was a black exploitation film. Um, it's like, have you guys ever seen Black Dynamite with Michael Jai White? It's it's a it's a comedy blatsploitation. It's a very funny movie, and and ironically, the plot is actually very similar. Um, but it's basically a blatsploitation. This movie is a blatsploitation sci-fi mystery movie. Um, John Boyega's in it. Uh, Jamie Foxx is in it, who is very good. He is a very funny. Um, I'm just like, why is Jamie Foxx playing this insane-looking pimp? in 2023 um and tiana paris who was in the marvels she is playing a a ho um also in a very black exploitation type of mannerism um i i was very surprised by this movie i had a really really good time with it um it's a it's a film made by a first time director jewel taylor um oh keith keith sutherland's in it um really really great movie um, I, I had a really good time with it. Um, it unfortunately came out the same weekend as Barbie and Oppenheimer, so it kind of got buried under them. Um, but definitely worth your time. 
All right, T. How do you following up Fall Patrol? With <laughs> yeah, your could number you nine? possibly Let's follow up Paw Patrol? Guys, I'm 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 going off the rails now. You guys, I'm gonna go even like off off the reservation. Uh, this next one is a podcast. Okay. And it is a live play Call of Cthulhu tabletop RPG uh, role-playing game podcast. Uh, and it's called Ain't Slayed Nobody. It, it, it's a Call of Cthulhu uh, uh, role-playing game. So it's much different than Dungeons & Dragons. It's more, uh, when you play a Call of Cthulhu, it's very dangerous. Characters die all the time. It's more atmospheric and if you know anything about Lovecraft and and Cthulhu Mythos and Yogg-Sothery um, but the reason why I'm putting it here it, it's just really good and what I like about it it's short form so if anybody knows uh, have you guys ever heard of Critical Role yeah they yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And they have a like, yeah, right right Matt right Dungeon and Dragon. so stuff. the pro- right. Mm-hmm. right so you guys know the problem with that is not that they're not good it's that it's such a time commitment because every section that they release is at least like three hours or something. And it's like 30 episodes a season, a, a campaign or something like that, 40, 50. There's no way to cut. It's almost so dense that even a person like me, I can't go in and just start watching it. In, in Ain't Slayed Nobody, each one is only about three episodes and they're about an hour. So you can kind of go in and get the whole experience of an uh, of a, of a scenario, uh, and get out of there. So it's really it's really great. Um, they have people from, you know, all the English speaking countries in it. You know what I mean. So it's it's a and it's a good group of people who have some acting chops and um, and they tell a really good story. It's just a lot of fun. So it's uh, like a radio. It's really good. So drama kind of. Right, right, but they're playing the game at the same time. Okay. Uh, and it's heavily edited, so any kind of like stuff is taken out. So, you know, no no filler kind um, of thing. Right, right. They'll cut they'll cut the they cut the fat. Um and I mean you hear the dice roll, but they don't do it a lot. So it's like one episode I mean one scenario they call it is it's three episodes. There's, you know, um uh it, you just have to see it. Call it Cthulhu. Um, but I think it's really, really good. So if anybody wants to be introduced to what a, a really good Call of Cthulhu game is like and what people, what where people are in like live streaming or, or live broadcasting gameplay and RPGs, this is something to uh, uh, jump into. Again, it's called Ain't Slayed Nobody. And you just look in the podcast and you find something that's like one of three and then start checking it out. Then start checking it out. It's really good. So I'd right. go, Ain't Slayed Nobody, a, a podcast, live streaming, tabletop RPG called Cthulhu. Cool. Cool. All right. So uh, ne- uh, number nine on my list is uh, Barbie. Higher on my list. Higher on your list. All right. So we'll hold off. All right. Uh, all right. Get Ariani. What's next for you? All right. My number eight is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Higher on my list. T. All right. Okay, we're, we're going to get... <laughs> this yeah. is really nice. Back to T. Back to uh, a Call of Cthulhu adjacent. All right? <laughs> so now, this is a book, a tabletop role-playing game book um, from uh, uh, Monty Cook Press, and it's called Old Gods of Appalachia. 
and they say Appalachia, and we say Appalachia, right? So Appalachian Mountains, and it is a setting book for something. It's 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 like Call of Cthulhu, but a different rule system, and it's set in the 1920s and 30s, and it's just all this. Um, it's like an alternate East Coast United States in the 1920s where everything from the New Jersey Devil to all these kind of things, they don't call them that, but there's just horror in coal mines and poor people, <laughs> you know, having to go and fight up against all this call. It's just really beautiful. The um, the art is wonderful. And what's the, did you say the name of the book? Did I miss it? Old Gods of Appalachia. Appalachia. Oh, I've absolutely, right, and okay. Even if, even if, you never get to play it because a lot of these books are designed to knowing that people can't schedule a game because role-playing games are a time commitment. It's a beautiful book. It's like a beautiful setting and it's a really joy to read through. Um, and it really kind of paints it. A lot of the text in there paints this world, this alternate United States that underneath the surface, everything is cosmic horror. So I uh, and, and and this was also based on a podcast. So there's a podcast out there called Old Gods of a- Appalachia, and uh, you could even listen to that. And I started after I bought the book. I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was based on a podcast. So I started listening to that, and it's just like storytelling about this coal mine disaster and all these kind of strange things that start happening around it after everyone died and it's it's just really 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 good i think it's the best rpg book to come out this year uh when i say rpg i don't mean rocket propelled grenade i mean role-playing game so but um all right ariani go ahead you're up what number are we on number eight number eight well, I did. My number eight was Guardians of the Galaxy, so I think we're on number seven. Okay, right. So it's higher okay, on your okay. list. So you're you're eight. You're eight, Spade. Yeah. Oh, eight. my uh, is the bear. Oh, the shoot, bear yeah. season two was awesome. On my list of didn't uh, wanted to watch, didn't get to, didn't finish. That's also, I guess, that's also on my list. <laughs> didn't wa- didn't get to. Yeah, watch. if if anyone has Hulu, definitely go for the bear. I mean. This had probably I knew there's one episode that's very good. The Seven Fishes episode of, yeah. about like Christmas time. I don't know if you saw that one, T. Did you make it that far? I have not seen any episodes of this year. Okay. Any episodes of this? That's probably the best of uh, the best hour of television this year. Um, there's parts in it where they're. I mean, the the show's insane, right? You guys, you guys know the show, right? So that that's yeah, the, yeah. Watch the love the yeah. first episode. It was on my list. I mean, the first season. It was on my list last yeah. year. The, the the Seven Fishes episode, it takes place in the house during Christmas time. And there's scenarios that are set up where characters are basically threatening each other. And at the same time, you're like, I want him to follow through with his threat just so you see what's going to happen. And you're like, I don't want him to follow through with this threat because you don't want to see what's going to happen. It's insane it's amazing it's it's the most tense hour on television you'll be stressed out after you watch it um but the show is great i can't say enough good things about the show the show is very beloved i i need to get to it because it's definitely one of like the most talked about shows i've seen in have have you seen any of it arian you're seen first season did you see first season i saw part of the first season i didn't get to finish it okay um but i I watched the whole thing yeah i really do like it the characters are and, um, just well constructed. The, the, and, the cousin, 
One of the cousins. He's the, the cousin from uh, cousin from, from Andor. Andor. He's he's. It all comes pick. back to Andor. Well, he's my pick for for yeah. Ben Grimm if that does happen. Well, that's been the rumor for some well, time. That's the rumor, right? Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've been. Yeah. It's been. It's been. It's been on. They. Well, then if it's a rumor, then it's not going to happen. <laughs> he's been rumored to be attached to Fantastic Four. Everybody's assuming it's Ben Grimm. All right, T, so you're up. Okay, so I'm not picking any specific Marvel property this year as something that is going to be on my list. What I am picking right now is Olivia Coleman's performance in Secret Invasion. It's really um, specific. She <laughs> was amazing. I, I think when you're talking about Secret Invasion, you have to be that specific. I wish... That Secret Invasion was about her. I I think it would have been a lot more interesting. Every like her time, trying to figure out who's a scroll, who's not a scroll. Right. Like, but every time she walked into camera frame, it was like it was the best part of that show. Olivia Coleman is is one of the best working actresses. Period. I'll agree with that. She's the goods, no matter what it is that she's doing. Yeah, I thought it, she was amazing. All right, that was my number seven. My number seven is John Wick Chapter 4. So good. These movies just keep getting better and better, and they have no right to be getting better and better as they go on. Um, they just get more ambitious, more crazy. If I had a nickel for every time Donnie Yen played a blind man and just kicked everyone's ass, I'd have two nickels. Because I'm like, I can't believe they had Donnie Yen play another blind character and just absolutely shredded everybody. He was so good. This was a great movie. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I know the big thing was, oh my god, it's three hours. But when you watch it, you're like, it, you don't three hours, it. but I don't know what I'd cut out of it. And then That's all the, the action pieces... Like, the, the next one outdoes the one you saw 10 minutes ago. It's insane. All, all I have to say is the sequence with the staircase, one of the best stunts I think I've seen in ages. Just that whole sequence with, with the staircase was so good. Did you see it here? Uh, you know, no, I, I saw John Wick 1 because everybody was saying it was great, and I thought it was fine. I, I enjoyed it. I was entertained. I didn't kind of like connect with John Wick 1, so I never kind of revisited it. You know what? These are kind of like, they're like the Fast and the Furious movies kind of, but they're just right, like right, just getting going ridiculous over the top. Over the top and, and yeah. Yeah, but this one All hasn't right. gotten to the Fast X level of ridiculousness. It's still very much like a story. Like there's a story happening here. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And you still feel like there's tension. Like, you know, like John Wick is obviously like kind of like this superhero that nobody can kill and nobody can beat. So you think like, yeah, John Wick is going to win. But because he gets his ass kicked so much, you don't know how he's going to get out of it. Like you still feel all yeah. the hits. You still feel all the tension. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Of everything. Uh, and actually, they filmed in Jersey City. They filmed on the path in Journal Square. There's like a scene early in the movie where it's like lampshaded to be like Japan. And I'm like, uh, no, that's that's the Journal Square path station. That's the path train. <laughs> you know, I remember work. I remember them filming over here. I guess I never put it together when I actually saw the movie, though. That's so strange. Couldn't you find another train station somewhere that has interesting? Now, the Journal Square path train 
is an interesting kind of place to shoot. I, I, I completely agree with that. And it was the middle of the day. A main artery to New York to shut that down for a film to not be authentically in Journal Square, it, it's it's kind of weird, right? You'd think, you'd think you'd find somewhere else, like shoot somewhere in Cleveland, you know, where no one takes public transportation. I guess the location scout was like, this works, this could be Japan. Because um, <laughs> you see... Yeah. You see, like they they definitely did some editing where like the text is in Japanese and all that stuff. Um, but but the movie is very 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 good. I had a very good time with it. I did not expect to like it as much as I did, but I really really did. Okay, Who, who's up? Me? T? Yeah, you. Gen V. Gen Generation. This v. is where Gen, Gen V is is, so, is on the list. So you finished it, T, or you didn't finish? It? I forget. Where yeah, yeah I finished. I finished. I finished it a couple of days ago. I really liked it. It was, it was very it good. Was, I mean, if you like The Boys, right? This is right up the right. same alley of The Boys. It's, I feel like it's just as good as The Boys. It kept the, the momentum going of the show. And, uh, you know, it was really, really well done. I, I liked. I thought all the characters were, were interesting, right? That That's the big thing with this. Like, we already know the players in The Boys. Now you're going to give us a whole cast of new people. Like, are they going to be as compelling and as interesting? And they were. I really liked it. I think there were some really great, compelling characters. I think Cricket was a great character. She's awesome. I love her. And also uh, the transgender hero who switch who 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 switches. What's what's the character's name? Jordan Lee. Jordan right. Lee. Jordan, yeah. right? The yeah, character they're the Jordan, one, they're right? The, they're they're the one who switches between genders. I think the lead Marie. She she was real. She was good. But I think Emma and Jordan. They were so really really intriguing and good that i felt like some of the other ones were a little bit like flat i mean i think everyone was a good ensemble yeah they all work really well together yeah i i agree none of them are, are famous actors the most famous one was arnold schwarzenegger's son right yeah and either and way spoiler nobody, alert nobody... he's he's dead in the first episode who's that yeah who's wonder that? boy he wonder, played uh, oh that's our that's Arnold's yeah. kid. Yeah. Golden Boy. Yeah. Golden, Golden and, and Boy and is and Arnold Schwarzenegger. With Maria Shriver's kid? Yeah. Maria Shriver's kid? Yeah, yeah. And then once you find out, like, that's his son, you're like, oh, yeah, I can see the resemblance. Like, totally. Yeah, I, I didn't feel him. I didn't feel him. I liked him. I liked him a lot. He was meant to be, right, the all-American whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he was And then the up... fact that you kill him off in the first episode is the big thing, right? A- a- Ariani, I got to say, I think that's a bit of pandering nepotism. insufferable pandering nepotism there i think it's nepotism but you know what he was fine he was fine he didn't ruin anything but he was just like he would you could i felt like you could have put a cardboard cut out i mean the thing is like he's not meant to be anything more than that i don't think he's he was set up right i i I, I see uh, i feel you He's set up to be the next, uh, what's it called? I almost said Omni-Man. The next uh, Homelander. You know, he's meant to be like the successor right, right, to like, right. he, he, was, he was put in as like this leader of the seven and then he's not. Oh, I really like Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown in the series is great. I did not he was expect. Good. Clancy yeah. Brown is great in anything. Yeah, yeah. He's great in anything. I did not expect he's, to do he's what like, he did to Mr. Krabs. Um. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> He's like a utility, right? Utility fielder. You know what I mean? Whatever. He just put he's him in good, any position, and he's gonna be good. Yeah. Get him in there. He's gonna nice, be good. Yeah, nice sport ball around. reference there, T. I like that. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. I was trying to do your, your uh, immaculate your grid, grid today. I saw it. Very good. How did I do? It was very good, good, right? It's very pretty good. good. Yeah. I got, I mean, I can't, I, I don't know anybody from the Cubs, but anyway, Aaron, that's another, that's so, another thing. So, our, so every day we do this movie grid. Ariani gets, uh, Nine green stars every day. Everything. Every, nine screen, oh, uh, and, squares. Not every day. And, and, and spoiler alert, I cheat all the time. What do you cheat? Cheat? Time. I don't even post your thing all the time. I cheat all the time. You don't even post <laughs> right. no, Okay, this is how I cheat. This is how I cheat. So that's how I'm you like, get the super rare it. ones, you cheater. <laughs> no, 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 no. You just admit you cheated. The ones I get that I cheat with are always like 40, 50%. Those super rare ones, I, that's always me. Oh, okay. Um, this is how you sometimes, <laughs> how I, 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 I guess. <laughs> well, I, because, well, honestly, I believe it because T's never seen an Adam Sandler movie. I, I believe it. <laughs> I've seen Adam Sandler movies. What was that one where it was? Um, <laughs> uh, go, go Daddy, is that your favorite? Go Daddy? Uh, no, uh, uh, well, I know there's the golf it's, it's one. It's called Big Daddy. The golf one? <laughs> Not the golf one. The go- Happy golf, Gilmore the golf is the one, golf one. Right? Billy Gilmore, Madison yeah, is the, the, the school one. one. Oh, no, the Billy Madison No, but it's the one. one by the guy from Boogie Nights, and uh, it was, oh, I, I that saw was that. Punch I just Drunk could, Love. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, I was like, I want to see it. I like the, the, the anyway. Um, but I, 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 it's about memory, right? It's about right. memory. Yeah. And I don't have, I, I have like, I don't even have like the old spinning hard drives. I have an old Rolodex, like a card catalog in a library with the Dewey Decimal System. I have to go in, get the Dewey Decimal System, and think about it. You have your little Rolodex. I have a good memory, but it takes me a long time to access it. So it's like. But anyway, the the point that I was making is Ariani and T always beat me at this game. So I started giving them the Immaculate Grid, which is baseball, and Ariani always sends it back nine blank squares all the time. Yeah, and what says, am I my competitive nature, no my competitive nature, my ego. I can't handle losing every day in this in this movie game. When I do cheat, and it's not often, when I do cheat, I go back and I and I clear my data. <laughs> <laughs> I clear the data. I clear the data. Because I get, like, Godfather 2 came out. 1975, not 1974. It said 1974, right? I was like, and then I cleared my data. But but notice I didn't even put that in there. I didn't even even submit that one. So Uh, half the time I cheat, I don't even cheat because I don't even submit. Because you don't even Uh cheat right. (laughs) All right. Right, Uh, I don't even cheat right. Okay. All right, who, who, uh, Ariani, right? You're next. What, what's next on your list? Go ahead. All right, my number six is Across the Spider-Verse. Higher on my list. Higher on my list. Okay. All right, T, what, what's your number six? The Kaori episode of What If. Now, it's fair to ask, would this be on my list if I did not see it a few days ago? Um, and I don't know, maybe not. But I just like to say that Kaori episode of What If was... The, so far, I didn't finish What If, right, yet uh, for the season. But it was the best episode of What If tied for anything else. I absolutely loved it. It was um, great. It was it was really, really well done. I mean, honestly, I enjoyed the whole series. You know, the finale dropped today. It was a little... This whole series was a little flat for me. Did Does anybody have What If on their list? Or do I, we no, I don't. We, we can talk about it now. We can talk okay. about it now. Okay. All right. So, but this Kaori episode... And and the idea is the, the without non spoilers, it's what if like Ragnarok came to Asgard earlier and the Cosmic Cube got thrown into upstate New York and gave Indigenous Americans uh, superpowers, right? 
the reign of Queen, Queen Isabella, right, right, when they were sending people there initially. They went and they got these things, and then the Spanish came and they the fought Spaniards them back. Did the Spaniards come up to New York? I, I was asking that. I'm like, but why I was, wouldn't it I was the asking that when I was seeing it. The French, probably. Or the French, um, But yeah. what happens is it was really early and th- there wasn't that thing. The Spaniards were in Florida. I didn't go look it up, but they had cultural consultants, and this was a thing where it was going on. Why did they choose the Spanish? I'm sure that the Spanish were all over the place. And then. They have cosmic cube powers. The way they manifested the powers and how it looked, I loved it. Glowing blue, and they were zipping around and jumping. It was there was a there was a splash of Avatar in it. I you know just in terms of maybe some of the execution of it. Uh, I guess you know the Navi or indigenous. You know that's just kind of like yeah the whole indigenous really rich like, blue light, yeah, yeah. right? Um, but no white savior. No, they really went there. I'm surprised they went there. I was like, oh, they didn't do, they didn't, they didn't do the, they didn't do the cop out like, oh, we need to make peace with them. And she was like, no. (laughs) And then they beat them away. And then they said, and then sometimes in these tales, a normal hero would stop there, but not Kaori or something like that. She shows up and the teleports into Queen, spoiler alert, teleports into Queen Isabella's, the blank that funded Columbus. And she was like, all right, you're going to stop. She goes, we're not going to stop. And she goes, how dare you? And then she just lifted her up in the air with her superpowers and her skirt was going up. And she was like, ah. And she put a, she just humiliated Queen Isabella, which was beautiful. And it was just. And destroyed her throne. Smashed right, it, right. It was like bits. Now, where was King Ferdinand? He did not get enough smoke. He it's like he was not there. I'm like, excuse me, this was a joint effort between the two of them. Alternate world, Ariane, different universe. I hope that she becomes a core Marvel character and she shows up. So I don't know if people don't know this, but she's original to this show. She's not from the comic books. This character, right. brand brand new character. Right. Brand new character. I I loved it. I loved it. I loved. Is this the first ori- like? Is this the first like original like MCU hero then? Coulson, I think, is the first one technically. Yeah. Okay. My only criticism, my only criticism, is that she's taking up a little bit of real estate from my one of my favorite Marvel characters, Danny Moonstar, because from the New Mutants. Uh, um, because Danny Moonstar, um, Mirage was her original code name, is a mutant, um, indigenous American. And later on in her story, she gets some kind of Asgardian power. So, you know, that it's Cosmic Cube, obviously, it's Asgard, but it's like kind of mixed up there with Asgard kind of thing. So if you had the two of them on screen at the same time, kind of same kind of weird power kind of, because she becomes a Valkyrie. So it's, it, you know what I mean? I, I don't... You know what? She did kind of look like Valkyrie too with the face paint and stuff, but I guess with the Asgard. Right, right. And, and it, it's terrible to say because, of course, like what? There's not enough room for two indigenous right. American right. women and, and, you know, the thing. But it, of course there is that kind of space. It, it's, a li- it's, it's a little bit too samey with the, the, the Asgardian connection with it. Um, but anyway, Kaori episode of what if. now i i know you said you didn't see them all uh she comes back and i like when, what they do with her when she comes right. back um yeah i imagine it's the same as the first season where they do uh or get everybody not, together there at the end right n- i i don't want to say nothing i just want you guys to to finish it um but all the right, one thing right. that is interesting 
they dropped the trailer today for season three, and it says coming soon. So, right. I don't, I don't know what that means. I and, saw something about that on the internet. I didn't. Yeah, they, they dropped the right. clip, and I mean, it was it's a full fleshed out clip of uh, it's the Red Guardian and and Winter Soldier in a car, like basically speeding away from uh, Ben Foster. And uh, yeah, at the end of the clip, it says coming twenty twenty four. Or sorry, not twenty coming soon. So I don't know if that's like next week or you know sometime early next year. All right, All right. cool. So Ariani, oh my turn. turn. Okay. Yeah, your number six. Number We're six. six right. right. Okay. So my number six. Um, this is something I wish you would have covered for the pod. Uh, I don't know if you guys have saw it, but I actually just watched it the other day with my son because uh, Santa Claus bought it for him. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. It's awesome. It's on my list of want to see i have a i have a separate list of just want to see of stuff that i didn't get to this year that might have made my list if i had seen it yeah i have no doubt that this would have made both of you guys list if you had seen it it's it's a really really great movie it's so much fun um like like i said my kids loved it we saw it in the movies they had a great time my son has been talking about it nonstop. like i said saying i had to get it for him on on dvd and uh we, we watched it this week and it's it holds up it's great I did see some clips. It looks funny. It looks gorgeous. I love the actual kid actors doing the voices and like doing stuff like with the Bev. Like they're so cute. I love them. And they um, put all four of them in the booth at the same time and just let them yeah, feed off each can, other. You can tell. Uh, so you got it DVD, not Blu-ray? No, Blu-ray. Blu-ray 4K. Oh, okay. right. Ultra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I just D- DVD yeah. is a loose term for, for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. a okay. disc. You know. I just wanted digital to video. Yeah, this. digital, digital, because you never know if this stuff's gonna be around these days. It's here today, gone today. No. Right, right. You know, so physical media is the way to you go. You know, but speaking about physical media, I have the piece de resistance of physical media. I have that uh, release of um, Star Wars on DVD that has the original theatrical cut of A New Hope. I have it on VHS. <laughs> oh, it gets cut, or is a letterbox? You know what? I'm not sure. So, fun fun story how I uh, got into Star Wars. My grandmother used to go play bingo all the time, and she came home with the box set, the four, the three movies on VHS. She goes, I don't want this here, and she gave it to me. And, yeah, we, we would watch it all the time because, my, you know, my, my dad used to have uh, one of those conversion vans that had the TV in it, and we yeah, used to go yeah, up yeah. to the mountains. So we would throw Star Wars in when we left Newark, and by the time we get up to the mountains, the movie was over. You got anything else to say about Mutant Mayhem? No, if you guys didn't see it, I'm not really going to talk about it. I'm just going to say go watch it. T, your kids would love it. Ronan yeah, would have a I great some- time. Ronan sometimes gets a little scared of stuff right now. I don't mean to call him that. Like, he'll he'll be uh, upset with me in 10 years if he listens to this. But, <laughs> you know, it's because some things, like, he didn't get, he wasn't scared of a year ago. He, he gets scared of now. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's like when, when people get angry. He, how old? He's, he's going to be five, right? Right, right. He doesn't mind slapstick like stuff but like if people actually show emotion when it gets a little the acting is a little bit real and not just like superficial he's like uh i don't don't know they're angry i don't like it you guys definitely didn't watch this um but my number five is may december oh i saw that you watched may december no of course not (laughs) i never even heard of it (laughs) (laughs) no i didn't no i didn't uh, know i've ever heard of it maybe i like it i don't you know it, it, it T, you know, May, December. You know Todd Haynes, I'm sure. He did Pleasantville. 
Well, it's a Netflix movie. Um, you guys can watch it on streaming. Um, it has Julianne Moore. It has Natalie Portman. Um, and a younger actor named Charles Melton. And he's my pick for Best Supporting Actor of the Year. He's, like, neck and neck with, like, Ryan Gosling and Barbie. But um, I think he I think he really... I, I really want him to get it because he was so good in this movie. Um, so this movie is kind of inspired by a true story so you got i mean t probably remembers this in the 90s there was that crazy woman mary Kay Latorno, who was a teacher and she got into a relationship with right, her student right, right, right. who was like 12 13 years right, old right, at right, the time yeah. and that was like a big like scandal. And then she got pregnant yeah and, yeah and, and then when he got out of when she got yeah, out yeah. of prison yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. so it was yeah, like a big that. scandal uh-huh. at the time so like this movie is based partially on their relationship and natalie portman is playing an actress who's going to play her in like one of like those schlocky like tv movies like a like a crappy lifetime movie and she goes mm-hmm. to like shadow her like to study her and see like their relationship and like what she's like and what he's like and all that stuff do they know she's shadowing does it oh yeah they know they know she's shadowing they know she's visiting um she sees that they have like this really nice house she sees their kids they're like they're you know they're they're actually like pretty well off um they live in a really nice house that they got from i guess all the interviews that they've done about their relationship and book deals and whatever yeah book deals and all that all that stuff but they're still like kind of unpopular with their neighbors um like early on in the movie natalie portman gets there and she brings him like a package that i guess was left on their doorstep and it was the package was filled with poop you know so it's just like even though they've been together all this time you know their kids are grown they have an older daughter and they have um twins and a big part of the movie is that the twins are graduating and going to college um so they have adult children they've been together all this time um, but still just like this kind of relationship just is so disturbing on all levels. Julianne Moore is great playing this very unsympathetic character. Natalie Portman is also just kind of <laughs> unusual in a way because she also has to kind of get into the headspace of sympathizing with a terrible person. Um, but of course, Charles Melton is like the real like so good performance and he was on Riverdale and of course you're just like Ooh, pff, Riverdale like who cares about that but like it's just he really really stole the movie for me but I, I thought it was a, a really great movie like just kind of really puts you in a kind of like uncomfortable place definitely a, a hard watch but a, a really really good movie no, that definitely sounds you did a good job of selling it, it sounds uh Sounds crazy. Something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like I said, sounds like something. Yeah. All right, All T, right. what do you got? Something a little more uplifting? Yeah, sorry. Number four. Sorry five. To bring down the number mood. five. <laughs> I did five. Oh, I didn't do number five yet. Okay. Um, so I don't have anything Star Wars on my list. And then I was going to start doing like. You didn't put the Mandalorian? Honorable mention Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Honorable mention. It was an honorable mention. Oh, right. And then I was going to pick out, what's his name from um Balin Skull Ahsoka. from Ahsoka. Balin Skull, right. I was going to say his performance, and I was like, ah, but I'm doing a lot of those performances. Maybe that should be in an honorable mention. Um, uh, what the act, I'm got blank on the actor. Oh, Ray Stevenson? Ray Stevenson. Titus Pullo himself. I, lo- I fell in love with that actor. 
back in on when Rome? he was doing HBO's Rome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. Gr- he was the best part of Rome. It was great, um, uh, and he has been in everything over the years. So instead, and I'm breaking another rule here. I'm going to break a couple rules here. T. Uh, well, there no, are no rules not, to I'm break. We, we set there, our own right, rules. There are clearly so, no rules. So this is a book, but uh, it, 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 a, there's an implied rule that I'm breaking because this book, it's a book. It wasn't released in 2023. Oh, well, yeah, you can't. That, that's a rule you can't break. It had to come out this year. That's the, that's the only rule that a podcast is it had to come out this right, year. So I'm breaking it. Yeah, I think. Right, so I'm breaking a rule. So I encountered it this 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 year and the book is called defining a galaxy and what it is it's a book by a a, a role-playing game designer named uh a tabletop role-playing game designer called uh bill slavisek and he's done so much stuff for dungeon dragons and all these things and he worked in the 90s at a company called west end games and this was after this is at, like, they call it the Dark Ages of Star Wars. It's before the expanded book novels started coming out with where Grand Admiral Thrawn was there, the, the heir to the Empire era. Everything was done. The toy sales dropped off. And this company in New York called West End Games got the rights to do a Star Wars role-playing game. So what they needed to do was they needed to, you know, you buy a book and you have a thing of, this is the galaxy. So they had to start making up stuff for this book. And these guys, these folks in this company, putting together a Star Wars role-playing game, started inventing just like saying, ah, oh, we'll do this and we'll do that. And they just started filling out the galaxy. And so much of what they did, like the guy Hammerhead with, the, you know, the one that goes out like that, it's like a big, is they're called Athorians. So they named half the races in the thing. They named all this stuff. And, 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 and so much of what they it's did... It's starting to show up, right? Yeah, it's starting to show up. So, like, all these different planets are like, oh, where was the first appearance of this planet if you're, like, going in to Ahsoka and you're saying, oh, it was in this module. So they're starting to canonize it. You know what they made up in the very first book, in the very first adventure? The ISB, the Imperial Security Bureau, which is all Andor, right? It's that thing where they're sitting around in all the white suits, right. the, the KGB of the Empire, right? They invented that, you know, and there's and, and that's just one example of many, many, many things uh, defining a galaxy. And now, look, it's an, it's a super easy read. This is not high literature. This is just a role playing game. Design. But is it a story to you or is it one of those like bunch of entries and like you read about like a thing? No, it's it's it, he's talking about what happened. It's like he's talking. He, oh, okay. He's going, hey, he's you know, all these books start off with a hey, I love Star Wars as a kid. You know, this is where the first thing. And then I started working at this company in the 90s. So he goes through his his life and then it gets to the meat of it like four chapter four or five where they start talking about the production of these books and where all this stuff was coming from so it's really great defining a galaxy um if you are a deep deep star wars lore person and you have to be a complete star wars completist this is a must have book because so much of what is currently star wars Cut, like it, 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 it's down in the weeds of this small, tiny uh, um, gaming company in in the ni- the early nineties. You know, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Defining a galaxy, Bill Slavisek. All right, uh, number five for me, Across the Spider Verse. 
Only number five. Yeah, there, there's some stuff. Across the Spider-Verse is great. I have there, it higher on my list. Wow. There, there are okay. some things that I don't list. know. Higher on my list. I don't know if you've seen my list. What's, what's up on my list. That's why. So, But yeah, yeah. across Spider-Verse. All right. All right. Go on ahead. Ariani, number four. Number four? All right, T. Here we go. Number four is Poor Things. I adored Poor Things. He said this would be on your list. He, yeah. he called it today. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I put it I put it on as soon as I watched it. First of all, gorgeous movie. Gorgeous. Everything looks like it's made out of candy. The production design and everything looks like... It looks like... I don't know if you guys are familiar with the architect named Anthony Gaudi. Um, Spanish architect. <laughs> yes. Everything in yes. this movie looks like Gaudi designed it. And it jumped out at me as soon as I like was watching it. I was like, oh my god. This is so whimsical. Hold on, stop. Crazy. I, time out. Time, you, you, you realize I, my my undergraduate degree was in art history, right? I'm just right? asking. <laughs> you think? I'm just asking. No. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. I just, I, sometimes I'm just like, Ariani, do you know who I, you know, all right, you relax. know. relax. I'm just yes, saying, okay, I'm just throwing yeah. it out there. Our audience yeah, may not yeah, know. Yeah, so, yeah, right, right. so, you know, like if you guys yeah, are not right, familiar right, okay. with Anthony Gowdy, Look up some of his stuff. Um, he's a, yeah, it's a big organic looking. It's very organic uh, architecture. But yeah, the 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 um, and I just saw this um, last night. Was it last night? Yeah. Yeah, it was last night. Um, uh, so it's fresh in my mind. I, I absolutely agree with you. With the like, it's mise en scène on crack. It actually reminded me of the cook, the thief, his wife and her and lover, lover back yeah. is like you know. Yeah, right. And like where they had this, like all the rooms were connected and it was so constructed uh, as a stage play. And then there was the way the costuming it was in. Costuming is great. Right. Because it was kind of like in in The Cook, The Thief, His Wife and Her Lover, they had like Jean-Paul Gaultier design everything. Right. So I felt that like. So she was like dressed like. For Spade, do you know what this movie is about? Poor Things. Yeah. Do you know anything besides what T described to you earlier today? I'll do an elevator pitch for the audience. Okay. Well, I I have I have a simple description that I think sums it up right, perfectly. Right. Okay. Okay. I call it horny Frankenstein. Okay, I'm in. Right, yeah, it's a retelling of Frankenstein almost. Yeah. When T said, "Oh, I'm going to see Poor Things," I thought you were going to see like a play with your wife. I had no idea this was a movie. I never even heard of this until you guys said it yesterday. So that you make fun of the movie grid because it's just like, oh, this director, nobody's heard of them. This is one of the directors that showed up on the grid. It's uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. He did the the favorite, which was a great, great movie. Very good. I'm not as in love with this. I liked it. I'm not as in love with it as you are. I think there's some serious core problems with... um, what and and uh, it, it, we have we're at a minute an hour and a half. I could do a whole episode on this, and it could not it will not be a family friendly um, no. episode because the way she's a Frankenstein monster is just messed it's, up. It's a little it's right? a, It's definitely a problematic. It's but messed also, up. Frankenstein is a right. messed up story on its own. So, is this a period piece, or is it meant to be like in current times? Steampunk late eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Okay. Eight, late eighteen hundreds, like England. Willem Dafoe plays the mad scientist. Right, right. And, and he looks crazy. He looks insane. He looks like a Frankenstein more than she does. Yeah, but he looks crazy regularly. Mark Ruffalo's in it. It's that. Okay, okay. No, look, do you know that picture that Ariani sent? And he said that, oh, T looks like Mark Ruffalo uh-huh. in that picture. 
that's from that movie. And remember, I said, movie, yeah. I said William Defoe had some work done, and it's really bad, <laughs> right? As a joke, and you know, <laughs> sometimes we just it's, it's willfully the meme don't where it's get just each other's like jokes. The, the two podcast guys and their female co-host. That's us. <laughs> I gotta say this because I agree with Kate, and Kate almost walked out in the second act. She was so pissed off. Yeah. And I at Mark Ruffalo. No. And and we can't get into it right now because we're at an hour and a half. But there's I agree with her because at that point in the film, there was such a lack of female characters and representation in this film. It was completely, completely, you know, manic, manic pixie dream girl kind of male gaze stuff throughout the whole thing. And then it got better in the third act. Mm-hmm. I think one of the core problems w- was that the Mark Ruffalo part went on too long. And no one does, no one does pathetic like Mark Ruffalo. He was amazing, but his part needed to be shortened. I think they made the decision to ha- extend his part just because he's the big named actor in this, and there was a lot of like lesser known actors in it. Actually, back to Andor, the Madam of the House. Oh yeah, Madam it's of the, the House. It's the mom She's from Andor. The mom from Andor. Yeah, yeah. the mom from Andor. Yeah, um, yeah. she was really um, cool. She was amazing. She was amazing. Yeah. Everything coming up, um, Andor T. <laughs> everything, all roads lead to Andor. When I got home and Kate and I were talking about, it, I said, "Kate, hold on," because Kate felt better about the movie. She stopped short of saying she likes it. I go back, a book written by a man, a script written by a man, a director is a man. There can be talk about how reductionist it is that, you know, like the most empowering thing a woman can do is just have a bunch of sex. And it's just like, no, there's other things besides that. But I think I think that the the trope, the trope that that this movie pushes back on is not Manic Pitsy Dream Girl. It's the born sexy yesterday. That's the trope that I think it it really subverts. I'm saying I can't comment because I didn't see it other than what you guys told me. No, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go back in here. I don't mean to bring up Dave Chappelle here because he's gone off the reservation. I don't like him anymore. But when I liked him the most was when he left the Chappelle show. And he said, I'm, am I subverting this stuff anymore? Am I subverting racism or am I or am I enabling it and, yeah. and, and, and feeding it, right? I think that the director, when he was approached by this, and if he loved this thing and he wanted this movie to get made... He should have stepped back and said, I will take a producer role, but we need to have a woman director in here. We need to have a woman screenwriter in here. Yeah, but that that doesn't necessarily that doesn't necessarily change things. Because either. I don't think it subverts it at all. All that depends on the audience and how the audience receives it. Because think about it. If somebody's watching this movie just to see Emma Stone get railed over and over again. Anthony. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what 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 is what are they taking away from it? You know, versus, and and the thing is like here's the thing. It's, it's good that this the reason why this movie's on my list at all is one one I like it, but it also causes conversations like this because this is not a simple movie to uh, parse. Uh, it's not it's not a movie that just. I I, I don't think it's that complex. Let's I don't think it's that when complex. I, when I eventually see it, we could we could actually maybe cover it for the podcast. Right, right. Because this sounds like something that I would watch. Of <laughs> number next one. Yeah. T, what's uh, number next one on your list? All right, number. Uh, is number four? Are we number doing four. four? Have we, have we done four? That was four? my number four, yeah. 
again, I haven't picked any specific Marvel property, but this Across will the Spider-verse. be my last uh, performance. My oh no, oh sorry. Let me let me know. Uh, I lied. I've mistaken. I haven't looked at. I don't know exactly what I picked. <laughs> so take away. Ignore. I said that. Um, but this one, my number four is. Iman Vellani's performance in the Marvels, I think, uh, she's great. was not amazing. Not, not the Marvels. Not the Marvels. <laughs> not the Marvels. Iman's, because I really like and enjoyed the Marvels. I just don't think it should have been in my top ten. And I didn't put in my honorable mentions because talking about Iman Vellani here is kind of like an honorable mention. Listen, we just did a whole podcast on Every it. time Iman Vellani yeah, she stole the show. Yeah, we, was we on screen... Yeah. She is amazing. She is the greatest thing to come out of post Infinity War, um, uh, end game, post End Game. Spider Man No Way Home. Stop, stop slandering, Spider Man No Way Home. It's only the it's the greatest movie I mean, of all time. Coming, that's kind of like it's it's like a Sony thing. It's like it lives in that across. It lives the, in that uh, middle uh, in that. Middle it's in the gray area. area. No Way Home is kind of like a, yeah. All right, so but yeah. All right. All right. We we love Amon Vellani. She will she can't wait can to great. see her she, pop she up next. She really brought that movie up. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. All right. Spade. Oh, she's going to be four. great with the with Young Avengers. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Right. You're number four, Spain. So this one kind of gets like a lifetime achievement award kind of thing, um, because it when we saw or when I first saw the first season, it couldn't make our top ten list because it had come out the year before, um, and then for whatever reason it never made. I don't think it made my last top ten list, but. Uh, because I think I might have just forgotten about it, to be honest with you. But Ted Lasso. The the last season of Ted Lasso was here. Oh, and wow. I forgot that came out. You know what? Year. Ted Lasso is one of the greatest shows ever. I got to put that on my didn't see because I didn't watch the last episode. I thought it was great. I didn't watch the last Ted episode. Ted Lasso, it, it's like the, 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 the perfect show. The last episode show. was really good. Yeah, it was, it was great. And you know what? Yeah. I know they said this is the last season, but... I hope it comes back. They should make the show forever. They might do some. They might do some spin-offs. That's what they're like, saying, spin-offs, spin-offs and whatever. Yeah. But there's going to be the, um, this show. Yeah. It's it's perfect. It really is. It's one of those shows. I don't think it had a bad episode ever. And you know, some I didn't of the highs love are the really last high. Season, I'm not I, surprised, Ariani. Go I ahead. I really like the last episode. Hey, listen, I'm not alone here. <laughs> you know, you you think I'm just as curmudgeon, but like, I didn't love the last season. I thought it was. I was like. I was like slightly, you know, I was like, oh, well, it, I mean, it didn't make my top 10 list at all just because I forgot that it came out this year. But I really, that that finale was very well done. Yeah, no, no, it's 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 great. Ted, Ted Lasso is great. That was a very good finale. Top three, let's, Ted Lasso, T, get on it. We're in the home stretch and we, we might get it in under two hours. We might actually break last year's record. Ariani, go for it. Number three. Number three for me uh, was Killers of the Flower Moon. Didn't see it. Want to see it on my? I, I'm writing it I, on my I list. I heard it's good. It's something that, that I watch. Out, like but... a few weeks ago, it right? Is, it well, it came out in I want to say November, like beginning of November, end of October. Um, I read the book this year to prepare for the movie coming out, um, and the way the movie is constructed is totally different from the book. Um, obviously, the same story beats happen, but the book is more like a it's it's more like a mystery. Um, where you like the murders are happening and it's like the beginning of the FBI like J. Edgar Hoover is the first director of the FBI he sends um, this deputy down to investigate the murders it's the first like big case for the FBI to prove itself 
and the book is just kind of like going through the motions of this deputy figuring out like who's responsible for all. So it's based on true. It's based on true. It's based on true true events. It's based on, on the um, series of murders that happened in the early uh, 20th century, like in the 1920s of um, the Osage County of, of natives, because obviously this country put native Americans on crappy reservations. Um, Oops. Turns out this crappy reservation had oil underneath. Um, and then overnight, the Osage became the richest group of people per capita. Um, they be- they became millionaires overnight. Um, and one by one, they were getting murdered. Um, but the way this movie goes about it, it goes about it in a very Martin Scorsese way, where the criminals are the ones where we know who the killers are. Versus in the book, you find out later who is responsible. The movie tells you outright who's doing the killing. And so you see like this really complicated relationship where Leonardo DiCaprio, he plays the husband of the main character played by uh, Lily Gladstone, who's amazing. Lily Gladstone's fantastic. And Robert De Niro, who plays Leonardo DiCaprio's uncle, um, the both of them are like in cahoots with, and, and it's like this huge conspiracy where they're just killing all these people. Crazy movie. Uh, and and I think the thing that really elevates it for me is like the last scene. The last scene is one of the best, I think, film scenes of Scorsese's career. It's a real like indictment of not just the audience, but himself. The way we turn true crime into entertainment. Real people suffered and, and still the effects to those murders and everything is, is still affected to this day. Hell, we had a whole what if episode about it, about like this power fantasy of, you know, Native Americans fighting back against murderous white people. I'm going to take a shot at Ariani. I'm sorry, I have to do it. Because you said that, you said that in the thing. Hey, Ariani, a superhero property, a superhero story was a power fantasy? Well spotted. I'm sorry, I'm just, I had to, because I thought that, like, before in the text, I wasn't going to, she's hurt. All right. Number next one. Can I continue? Anyway, Killers yes. of the Flower Moon. It hasn't <laughs> dropped on Apple TV yet. Um, it is an Apple TV production um, or Apple Films production. Um, it would just it was exclusive in theaters. I don't know when they're planning on dropping it on streaming, but it should be soon. Um, everybody, go watch it. It's amazing, amazing movie. Yeah, I want to go see it. it Bre- so Brendan Fraser was in it as well. Brendan Fraser was in it, but he had a small part. His part was not as big, but he uh, okay. he 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 definitely shows up. He commands the room. Um, a lot of people gave him a lot really? of like people gave him like crap with how like he acted in the movie. But I'm just like, I think I think if Martin Scorsese told him to act this way, there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason why he did it. Yeah, yeah. You're not. You're not. He's t- he's doing whatever Martin tells right. him to do. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, obviously, he's a good actor, and he's of, of course allowed to have creative license. But I think there was a reason for him to be this like kind of like boisterous, old timey lawyer. You know. I see this 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 character shot of him in IMDb. He's looking good. He look he's looking like he's um. And I, no, I never saw the other movie. I didn't see the whale or whatever like I that. I didn't see the whale. But like you know when. When when you saw him, when I saw him in um, Doom Patrol, in Doom Patrol, when he didn't have the mask on, he he looked like he was he was in bad shape. You know, he looked ill and sick and things like that. But he looks good in this picture. How did how would he how did he how's he doing? I think he's okay. Because I know he had. To, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I know he's I had like he's him. had a rough go. I like it. the guy. Yeah, he had a rough go of it. You know, 
But um, um he, anyway, he, sorry, I don't mean to. He just looks great. I'm I'm really happy. He's in the Martin Scorsese film. Yeah. He got an Oscar nom last year. He's he got just an Oscar like, win. He um, won. He outright won. He won. Oh, he won. Oh, he won. nice. Good. Good for him. Jesse Plemons. That's okay. okay Meth Damon, as people call him from Breaking Bad. Meth Damon. Yeah, because he looks like Matt Damon. Right. If you look at him real quick, he looks like Matt oh, Damon. Meth. And in uh, Breaking Bad, he was dealing meth, so they would call him Meth Damon. That was like when he, because that that's how he like got really popular from that show. <laughs> yeah, um, but he <laughs> he plays the FBI agent that investigates the murders. All right. T number three. Go ahead. All right. That's your number no- three. Number three. Okay. Back to role playing games. <laughs> now this is gonna. Be- <laughs> Your wife must this love is you. The bit, like, <laughs> I know. I no, I, re- I rarely got time to play. I actually because I have a, 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 a every other week game that I quit. You know, um, that I because it's just I'm overwhelmed with my schedule. You know, and that's part of the reason, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, um, why we don't get to do some. I'm I'm the real problem with the scheduling. Um, but <clears throat> Dungeons and Dragons is a game owned. By Wizards of the Coast, which is owned by Hasbro, major big bad guy corporation. The worst now. Um, um, whatever you know of Hasbro as a child, it's not the same kind of thing. Mega evil corporation. So what happens is in the uh, 90s, I think it was the late 90s, um, what happened is, so, so the idea is that gaming rules can't be copyright. So this is why you can download the app on your phone called Words with Friends because Scrabble Scrabble. can't... It's not Scrabble, but it's not Scrabble, right? It's based on really old case law. And I went a deep dive with this. It's based on really, really old case law that hasn't been tested in like 100 years. But there's a lot of those things, examples of how, like, you can't copyright game rules. Um, and there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of examples about that. I mean, I, I couldn't say about Lego because Mega Bloks and Lego are compatible, but that's something else. Back in the 90s, Dungeons & Dragons was just failing and doing – it's every, every, every couple of decades, it's completely failing. Um, they said, listen, we, we're about to sell themselves to – Wizards of the Coast. And one of the guys there said, listen, uh, we're going to put out something called an open gaming license. That means that anybody, let's say the three of us, wanted to make a Dungeons and Dragons book, we could go and do that. As long as we don't write Dungeons and Dragons, but we put the open gaming license in the back page of the book and uh, we follow the, the limited rules that are there, that you could go publish it. Now, there's always a legal argument saying that you didn't need to do that. So, but it brought back Dungeons and Dragons to have all because it's so much about fan content being created. It's it is kind of what do you call it? Uh, uh, fan fiction. Dungeons and Dragons. Its its brand is fan fiction because the fans are making. Right. And fiction. I'm sure Stranger Things helped too, right? Right, right. Stranger Things helped. All these other things really came came and going. And this is why I didn't put the. I was like, do I put the Dungeons and Dragons movie? What do I do? No, the the biggest thing that happened, and this is geek entertainment because it's consuming entertainment, it's consuming storytelling. But in role playing games, you are creating the content on the fly. So it depends on who you're gaming with. It really is improvisational acting with a die roll, right? So what happens is 
Hasbro, the evil corporation, was like, we're pulling the OGL. No one can make any more books anymore. And it got leaked, and they were about to do it. And then, this is in January, it was an absolute revolution. Every, uh, uh, rebellion. Everybody came in and was like, well, you were not doing it. But all these online lawyers who have their big YouTube online YouTube, they had to address it because it was so huge. And it's one of these good stories where this passionate group, and we're not, we're talking about in the millions, millions of people, but you know what I mean? It's, you know, how many people were actually involved in that level? The pushback was real and it made them change. It got the corporation to acknowledge because everybody, all these companies were, all these small publishers were hiring lawyers in concert to get ready to challenge it and go to the Supreme, like just go go to court. And it's because it's all over the country. It probably would have made, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it made it to the Supreme Court because it's so huge because all these companies like Scrabble would be involved. Can we shut down Games with Friends kind of thing like that? So it came to the point where there was this absolute rebellion and it forced the company to release the rules in Creative Commons. Now, that kicked the can down the road about that kind of thing. But that thing where the OGL crisis came out and that from here on in, legally, because you can't take something out of Creative Commons, Dungeons & Dragons, the rules for Dungeons & Dragons, belongs to... Belongs to the people kind of thing? Yeah, right. But it's not It's not yet at a like, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the legal term. When it belongs to everybody, it's public domain. It's not in public domain yet, but it's that last step to public domain. So they can never take away. And so much so that you don't need to spend a dollar ever to play Dungeons and Dragons. As long as you have a set of dice, a piece of paper, and a pencil, you can download the system reference document for the OGL and you have the rules, and you can invent your worlds and play with them in your friends forever. And it was a huge, huge win for, obviously, D&D in this game. But in the end, it's an example of people going in, really smart people pushing back, content creators, and that coming back. We're seeing these things, and we talk about it all the time, about, uh, you know, Apple did not buy... Disney, but I'm not saying it didn't happen because that was my one of my predictions last year. But this kind of corporate sucking up of our culture, this is a pushing down of this idea that shared storytelling experience at a table is all of ours forever. It's so important. This legal precedent is your number three. It's not a legal precedent, but it is my number. It's it's huge, and it, it is huge for a lot of reasons. So that's my thing. I'm really really passionate about. It. That was the biggest thing. It, it almost was number one. What's your number three, Spade? So my number three. It's gonna be super short, super quick. We already did a podcast on this one. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I don't really have anything to say other than it's number three on my list. Unless you guys want to add anything real quick. T, you have ten seconds. I fell asleep during it. Ariani, you're right. rough. Well, good. Great movie. I loved it. It was best Marvel movie in quite a while. Um, I had a really good time with it. I'm really happy with how they all brought it together. Delightful time at the movies. I, I can't really, I can't fault it in, in many ways. The Marvels was better. All right. 
And then why didn't it make your list? <laughs> <laughs> it made it more than Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. I liked okay. it. I liked okay. it. I liked it. All right. It was good. I liked Whose it. turn is it? You, Ariani. Number two. My number two is kind of a cheat because it's two in one. But it, I, I could not put not put this on my list. It's Barbenheimer. It's Barbenheimer. Bar- Barbenheimer was the movie event of the year. Um, and I'm so happy how it all turned out. And I can't believe that these two opposite movies ended up kind of accidentally <laughs> feeding each other publicity. And it was just, it was like a, this long, long kind of like road to both of these movies being like this huge phenomenon where they're like the number one and number two movies of the year. And we can talk about how Barbie is an IP because it is. Barbie's an intellectual property. We could talk about how Mattel basically made a kind of long-winded commercial for their toys. Do we want to talk about how in a Barbie movie, Ryan Gosling's Ken was the best part? Ryan Gosling's Ken was amazing he kind of stole the movie out from barbie which is kind of wild um he's also one of my other picks for best supporting actor i don't know if if he'll beat charles melton but i would not be mad if ryan gosling won he is so funny he commits a thousand percent in the movie everybody committed a thousand percent in the movie um it looks gorgeous it's funny i my audience, when I saw it, I saw it on release date, um, laughed so hard. Um, everybody dressed up. Did you dress up? I, I did dress up. Did I dress up? I think I did. No, I did. No, I, I dressed up the second time I saw it, actually. But it was crazy in New York City seeing so many people dressed up. People were dressed up for Oppenheimer. People showed, showed up with, like, a hat and a, and a fake cigarette in their mouths. Like, I went to the big IMAX screening um, and I went at 10 in the morning. It was packed, packed 10 a.m. screening in IMATS for Oppenheimer. And again, uh, amazing movie. Um, I, I did not expect this movie to be as compelling as it is. It is three hours long, but also I just, I could not feel it. I don't know what I would cut. Um, Killian Murphy's amazing. I think he's the lock for best actor this year. Um, I think it's the movie Christopher Nolan has been working towards his entire career. I'm so happy both of these movies came out and were as successful as it is. And I think audiences were really hungry for these types of movies. Uh, Tour-driven, practical-looking movies, well-acted, well-written. Did you see them, T? I know you saw Barbie, right? So I I guess my question is, did you see Oppenheimer? I saw, yeah. Barbie was good. I really liked it. It was a really good film. It was a lot of fun. I thought it was it was great. Yeah, you know, maybe the only criticism I had is like as kind of like a a weak third act. But I, I you know, it was so much like just a, a whole lot of fun. Everybody did a great job. I love like random SNL actors playing Barbies. Um, uh, Half the cast of uh, was, Sex um, Education's in there, right? Did you? Oh, you guys never watched it, right? Or did you? I haven't, but I'd like to see it. I know Shruti got was it. I mean, it's uh, been a while right now, so I haven't seen. I mean, I I I, I watched it like on uh, uh, secretly because I wanted us to do a. Spade and I were trying to plan to do a uh, uh, surprise like, podcast. Say we're yeah. going to do some other kind of property and just do a prize podcast and do a whole episode on Barbie. But Spade I never got around to it. No, I saw it this week though. I I saw it like two All days right, ago. Well, just in time. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's in my honorable mentions. So it was a good movie. It's it 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 deserves all its accolades. I'm gonna say it. Margot Robbie was great in it. Margot Margot Robbie was great in it. Uh, you know, I give her one of the running jokes with me and these guys just to, that I troll them with is I say Margot Robbie is a good actress, but she's not and a she's great overrated. actress. And it just it starts and she's overrated. Yeah. That she's overrated, and that it just drives like conflict between us for days after every time. And whenever I want to get out of something else and like throw a Molotov cocktail into our text thread, I just say Margot Robbie's you know, overrated. Mar. Uh, what was the last one I said? And I go, you know what? I feel that Margot Robbie is underrated. And then a year, <laughs> you got she just, we, we didn't believe you at all. Either um, way, like you, but you no, have it was, to admit she's good. Uh, in it. Like, great job. And the direct, we didn't mention the director's name, the director. Is, um, uh, Greta Gerwig. Uh, and what other films should she do? She directed Little Women. Right, right, right. And then she acts, she was an actress too. She was in this, uh, what was the name of the film she was in? Francis Ha. Yeah, Frances Ha. Right, she was in right. Frances Ha. That's, she was that's in a... Jackie with Natalie Portman. She's been in things, um, but she's now kind of this writer director. She also did um, Lady Bird. That was her. Um, first right, movie. right, 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 right. Um, she co-wrote Barbie with Noah Baumbach, who's her husband now, which is crazy because I was just like, wow, Noah Baumbach. You know what? Maybe she should have co-wrote poor things so there would be a woman's voice in that because there's some similarities between Barbie oh, and, yeah. and 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 there was and, a lot of um, jokes where and, people and said poor that things people were saying that poor things should be the first movie Barbie watches in the real world <laughs> well I, I heard with the writing of Barbie she basically wrote the story but Noah Baumbach is the one who came in and punched it up with all the jokes and stuff that's what I heard the other day I mean, I don't know. They, they they worked on it together, basically. I don't know who wrote what and how they collaborated. Different writers are good at different things, and that's what you need. Because right. sometimes Bombeck, it's about... Noah Baumbach wrote Madagascar 3 to pay for his divorce. So he's capable of writing all sorts of things. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. No, but if you're a good writer, you can write. If I, you know, and, and like one of the things when I retire is I'd like to write a script and maybe a couple of them. You know, but I understand it. Try like, and wait one for a podcast under two hours. Right. Um, it, right. You know, you you might need some help with the dialogue. That's what Quentin Tarantino used to do. Right. When he first started a, writing. Right. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher was a famous script doctor. Patton Oswalt. He's another script doctor. Right. Right. You can eat. You need better dialogue instead of like coming off like super flat and like wooden that you see these the like. I wish there was a script doctor for Ahsoka. Oh my gosh, that needed a script doctor. Script doctors you know what I mean? don't usually get credited, though. That's the thing. You're you're not a co-writer if you're a script doctor. You just you're you're brought in to punch on like one line, maybe. Well, then they should they should come up with a fancier name than script doctor. That's a little bit more. Maybe next time they go on strike, they could figure that out. Right. Um, All right. Well, <laughs> All right. Well, that was my number two. My number two was a double double whammy, Barbenheimer. Um, biggest movies of the year. If you haven't seen them, what are you waiting for? Watch them. Hell, I got them right here for Christmas. <laughs> Let's do a Barbenheimer. We could still do a Barbenheimer episode. Like, like well, I mean, we'll, in, we'll be in, far too like, late. Like, like, <laughs> to, to... We, we run on our own time. I, I told you, Ariani, time is relative. I don't care. Did either of you see Oppenheimer yet? I I saw Oppenheimer. No, I want to. I want to. I listen. I I you know I've quoted Oppenheimer for thirty years now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And quoting Oppenheimer, quoting the the Hindu Upanishads. But it's like you so know, and it, it's like movie. wow, there's a. 
No, I didn't. I didn't get okay. a chance to. Three hours but, uh, is a big time I commitment mean, when you got two kids, Ariadne. There's a lot of stuff. That... <laughs> Please ask me why so I can tell you the hundredth time. You know, because when you have babysitters, how long the movie is plays a listen. Ninety <laughs> minutes right now yeah. is my sweet spot. The second it drops on stream, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna try and get Kate to watch it too. You know what I mean? So, let's thank Robert Pattinson for giving Christopher Nolan um, the uh, Oppenheimer's writings as a rap gift for Tenet. It's Robert Pattinson's fault. We have Oppenheimer. All right, T. What's number two in your list? Across the Spider-Verse. We had a whole podcast on it. No, it's great. And this is, this is I'm just going to say one reason why. And I probably said this when we covered it. Miguel's butt. There's a scene. <laughs> how did you guess? Um, the scene early in the film, Miles is there as Spider-Man talking to his father who's on the clock as a cop. And they start talking and they get to a point where you know, Miles says to his dad, he goes, well, you know, a lot of men of your generation uh, have un- unresolved uh, trauma un- or something like that. Unacknowledged, uh, unacknowledged un- 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 mental health issues. Right, that, yeah. right, right. right, right. There's something, something like that. It's like played off as that a joke, it. but it's too that, real. No, right. But, that, but see, but that's the beauty of it because it exists in both worlds because it's a joke and it's funny because it's true. Right, so it's that kind of um, that thing right there, and I was like, "All right, I love this movie." Remember, it's it's still a part one; it's half a movie. It's still two and a half hours long. That counts as a movie where I come from. Trilogy, you know, trilogies or whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever. It's not just the breakthroughs that it does in animation. It's not just all the things and the fan service. Talk about fan service loaded on the things not just because of the humor not because any they understand that a movie like this has to have heart and it does so that's it yeah i mean beautiful movie it made it made all of our lists i think it's the one thing that i think we all put on on all our lists all right so number two on my list uh is something that i was dead set on was going to be number one um and it it was literally up until this week but number two for me is the last of us I, I figured. Yeah. Higher on the I list. Figured. Higher oh, on I the list. Okay. So then we're at my number one. Number one, Ariani. Number one is a TV show, but I couldn't put it on my TV list. This is my number one overall thing this year. Um, it's Succession. I, I can't describe the experience of this show. It is. It has cemented itself into the canon as one of the greatest shows ever made. It's up there with The Sopranos. It's up there with Breaking Bad. It's up there with The Wire. It is, it's truly an amazing show. The whole season as a whole is fantastic. Um, But the episode of Connor's Wedding, where HBO cannot make a wedding episode without causing severe trauma (laughs) to everybody one of the craziest hours of TV I've ever seen. Um, and I was at a Bruce Springsteen concert that night. I, I was out um, while this episode was airing. And I was like, oh, it's not a big deal. I'll just watch it like the next day or whenever. I didn't think it would be a big deal because it's not like one of those shows where I thought like I would get like spoiled on like what was happening. And Well, you don't care about spoilers anyway, Ariani. Well, you know, you don't believe they exist. <laughs> I guess not. But in this in this case, it was something where I was just kind of glad where I just kind of 
didn't know because I I would have thought it was a lie. I would have thought it was it was it was not true anyway. But one of my friends texted me when I got home and he said, "Don't go on the internet." It got ruined for him, but he was like, "Don't go on the internet. Just watch like ASAP." And I was like, "All right, I guess I'm watching at like one o'clock in the morning," and it is the kind of episode it, it's it's the re- it's basically like as as crazy as the red wedding you know um but corporate um <laughs> it's it's a show about family and trauma and abuse and privilege and wealth and it's it's shakespearean it is absolutely shakespearean nicholas Bertel's score is so good i literally just listened to the score just to feel something. Yeah, I, I've never seen a show. T, do you see it? I saw the first two seasons. I got to the port where... what's the, Who's the guy who's the mes- method actor in that show? Oh, uh, Jeremy Strong. He plays Kendall. Kendall, right, Kendall. Kendall breaks with the thing, and then he starts the next season on his own, like... Yeah, it, it's like the, the each each season finale is like a crazy thing happening. How many seasons? How many seasons is it? It's four seasons. So the show's over now. So Spade, I if you want to go back, I think maybe I saw the maybe I saw the first episode of the third season. I'm there. I really like to, it. If you wanted to finish it, Spade, you can do it. Um, I actually binge watched the first, I think three seasons, because everybody was talking about it, and I was like, well, I want to see it before the fourth season comes along. And I I tore through it because of how good yeah, it is. Was it like ten episodes each or something? Yeah. There's filler episodes sometimes, though. I don't think I'm, so. I I'm, think I'm, I think every episode. Is there was just, like a wedding episode, like earlier on, where they were on the wedding bachelor party episode, or something like that. Every I didn't, wedding I didn't, episode I didn't feel... of Succession is just like a bombshell happens. A bombshell happens every wedding episode of of this this series. Um, but it's it's not just me. Like I'm I'm you guys may think I'm hyping it up. It's not just me. I think this show has genuinely like there, there's lists that I saw like, like when when I, we were, I was putting my top ten together and it was like oh which shows were in the top ten? It's like this show beat The Last of Us and they had Succession as number one on their list. I'm going to 100 percent recommend this to you, Spade. It's a good show. It's, it's funny. well acted. It's very funny. Oh, uh, watch his name as the patriarch is is oh, is, um... is awesome. Brian Cox, Brian Cox right. is so Brian Cox is is awesome. He is yes, so what a what a great career. You'll um, like um you'll like Cox is She's pretty. Um, <laughs> um, um uh, but in the end, this is why this is again, this is why you guys are going to argue that it's Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones has dragons in it, so it doesn't count. Kate and I just binged watched the first season of White Lotus, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Well acted, interesting characters, all these things, but I hated everybody, you know? And and the same thing I felt during Succession is, like, I would watch it and then I would these feel... These are terrible people and, and there's nobody to really root for kind of thing. And I felt empty and I felt bad. I felt bad. I just felt, walk out of it feeling bad, like the Sopranos. I, I never got like super into the Sopranos. Well, I guess I'm a big old softy. I guess I, I don't, you know what I mean? I just don't. Um, uh, and this is why something like Ted Lasso is great. You know what I mean? Uh, but because because no matter how bad the person is, they're good, right? There, there's a path to redemptions for 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 people in Ted Lasso. 
for for these network dramas, there's no path to redemption for anybody. Everybody's hands are dirty. In White Lotus, in 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 all these things, in in Sopranos, Succession, Succession, it's no 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 matter how good they are, they're bad. And then there's the shows where no matter how bad they are, they're well, good. Well, I think that's the you thing know, that works. No matter how bad they are, they're good is is the office. Right, but like that's that's a totally different expectation for those shows. I think for for you know, those are nice like sitcommy shows that have their place. But I think these shows We're calling out we're and again, it's Shakespearean, right? It's comedy and tragedy. You can't expect, you know, a tragedy to make you feel the way a comedy does. This is me mansplaining Shakespeare. <laughs> it's the two mass thing. I get it. <laughs> It's basically it's, it's uh, yeah. somebody's one of them is is one of them smiling and one of them frowning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm talking about my own personal preference here. I'm not saying whether it's good or bad or there's not you know thing to it, right? I get it. Things like you know I understand. What Do you mean. I want to spend my time with these characters? Do I want to spend this time of my life with these awful people? You know. Well, well, I think what works about these shows is that even though they're awful people. There's things that happen. And the thing is, like, Succession is very good at this. They do a push and pull where they push you where it's just like, oh, I hate this character. He's such a dick. And then they pull you and it's just like, oh, I sympathize with him or her because, you know, they've gone through trauma. Well, it's they've the Jamie through, Lannister you know, thing, right? Things because, yeah. Everybody hated Jamie Lannister and then by the end you kind of feel bad for him. Yeah. I didn't. No? Then the, that it didn't work on you. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a push and pull. Listen, I'm not criticizing the acting. I'm not criticizing no, the storytelling. I get what you I'm mean, not T. Like, everything. you don't want to watch an hour of bad people doing bad stuff and then... Not an hour. A commitment of four right, seasons. 40 hours. Of right. 10 hours. We're yeah. talking about 40 hours. It doesn't change Succession being one of the best TV shows literally ever right, made. Right, right, I'm right. not even I'm just making commentary on... I'm, it's good. It's good. I, I said I 100% recommend it to, right. to Spain. All right, Teeth, what about you? What's your number one? Let, let's let's wrap this up. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to finish up my didn't get to watch but wanted one, uh, a streaming. It's I think it's on Apple Silo. I, I've been hearing that's really, really good. Every It's really good. I didn't watch the last couple of episodes. Really intrigued. I hear it even gets better. I wanted to finish it. Silo. Then my brother suggested this film to me that I didn't get to get to see um, El Conde. Premise is that Pinochet is a 200-year-old vampire. I wonder if Blade's going to go and get him. So I wanted to see that. Oppenheimer was on this list. Another uh, movie I didn't see is a Finnish movie called Sisu. They cloned Tyrone. I wanted to see that. Didn't get to see that. Godzilla Minus One. That's I on wanted my to see one. That. Yeah, I, I didn't want to go see that one too. Asteroid City. I didn't finish it. I started to watch it. I love Wes Anderson. It was kind of tough for me. I guess I was tired. It was late. But half an hour through, I wasn't connecting to any of the characters yet. And it was strange for me with uh, Wes Anderson because I um, I really fall in love with Wes Anderson characters. And there was no one for me to... There's always a character who like, kind of stands out. Well, also, like it's just this kind of moments of of really beautiful emotional reality in Wes Anderson films that poke out of all the silliness. Um, I wasn't finding that in Asteroid City um, because I think Asteroid City was going too meta because it's like... It's like a play within a play. Uh, 
it would play within the play, and then it was he's going. He I think he was going a little off the reservation. So I, I'm going to give it another chance. So, but those are my those are my didn't get one two, right? Didn't see, didn't uh, didn't finish. So uh, what's your number? My one? number one is Last of Us. Is Last of Us, uh, and I think it's going to be the episode of um, what's his name from Parks and Rec. Um, oh, what's the, his name uh, from Parks? Nick Offerman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, and it was just such a, such a really great kind of thing, like that was unexpected in a video game adaptation, um, and a really kind of take on zombie films and kind of thing. So I, I, and 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 I love Pedro Pascal. I love Pedro Pascal, um, and I thought it was really great. So Last of Us is my number one. Well, that because and, I, and this is number one too because because of the the premise of this podcast that's fits within the premise of the podcast is uh, it's you know, listen it's a great show I mean I don't think us. anyone's going to argue with you having that at number yeah. one also we we also we all watched and finished right it, so right so <laughs> so speaking of stuff that that watched and finished like like I said Last of Us I was pretty sure it was going to be number one on my list. Um, but then I remembered it's a two-year anniversary of No Way Home, Ariani. So obviously, No Way Home, Spider-Man's got to be number one. No, <laughs> no, I'm gonna do this every year just to annoy Ariani. You don't have to. Annoy I, 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 I didn't make me. the Andor joke again. Me. That my number one was gonna be Andor. It, it doesn't annoy me one bit. <laughs> Listen, like I said, it was something that I saw this week. It's uh, you know, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. Rebel Moon is just you know amazing, and uh, no, it's terrible. It's terrible. I'm kidding. It's I it's heard awful. it was awful. It's awful. <laughs> it, it is so bad. <laughs> Uh, I did not like it at all. It's crazy though that there's. <laughs> you saw Ariani's face. I didn't know what my face was looking at, but I saw Ariani's face. She was like, "What?" Yeah, both both of you guys basically made the same face. But I'm like, there's another cut of that movie that apparently is better, and I'm like, why wouldn't you release the better cut? Of the movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stupid. No, th- th- Anyways, this is something. Go, l- listen, continue. listen. Th- this is something I've been telling you guys to watch for for like two months now. Someone at work recommended this to me. I had never heard of it, and they were like, "Trust me." I know the kind of stuff that you like. Go home, check this out. So I went home, I watched the first episode, and she's like, just wait till you get to episode five. It's a masterpiece. That episode is so good. You're going to just love the show. And I love the show. She was right. She nailed it on the head. It's the best thing of the year for me. Uh, Blue Eye Samurai on Netflix is phenomenal. I still think you guys need to watch it, and we have to do a podcast on it. It is so good. This is one of those things. It came out. So she told me about it, I think, like the week before Thanksgiving. I don't know how soon before that it came out, but yeah. I just wrote it on my list, yeah. I saw the first 20 minutes of the first episode, and right off the bat, I fell in love with the art. I fell in love with the uh, the pacing of it. Um, I fell asleep in the first episode when there was a meteorite and it was like start, started to get like to a superhero origin kind of thing. I, I dig it right off the bat. I know it's something I'm going to like. It's very. Yeah, I have no doubts that both of you guys would, would love this show. And honestly, if if you had seen it, it would have made your top 10. I have no doubts about that. I mean, I have a huge list of movies that I wish I had seen that might have made my list. I haven't seen Past Lives. I hadn't seen Anatomy of the Fall. I haven't seen The Boy and the Heron, the new Miyazaki movie that brought him out of retirement. Um, I haven't seen The Holdovers. Um, I really wanted to see Blackberry. I heard Blackberry's good. Um, and Tetris. I didn't. Oh, see Tetris! Ha- I forgot about Tetris. Tetris is amazing. Tetris is so yeah. good. You know what? That that should have made my well, list. That so made yeah, 
I, I legit forgot about it. I love that movie. That movie is, is awesome. This was a good year for movies, good year for TV. Um, I'm, I'm happy I get to do this show with you guys. We get to talk our talk, you know. T? Yeah, me too. Me too. Thank you for saying yeah, that. It's me been too. a fun year, guys. Um, I have I have a looking forward to 2024. Does anybody have I anything? Can, like I can that? wing it if I'm looking forward um, Actually, to. yeah. I can wing it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll start because I'll give you guys time to think. Two things made my list, and I don't know if the, one of them scheduled for next year. Is Game of Thrones going to have a new season this year? Uh, House of supposed to, yeah. House of the Dragon. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, 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 that, that would be Game on Thrones, all of Game our lists, I think, yep. for next year. We're all looking forward yeah. to that. Is supposed it supposed to, to be yeah. coming out? Because that's on my list. Yeah. yeah, right. Okay, and and then the big one I'm going to go looking forward to, the new Star Wars one, um, The Acolyte, um, is set like 100 years before the Skywalker saga. And it's kind of like this end of the High Republic era of Star Wars. Now, what's the High Republic era of Star Wars? It's a series of books and comic books about... The Jedis, yeah. Like 200 years. I, I it, it gives them a reason the to keep yeah. bringing back lightsabers, basically, is what what it does. <laughs> right, right, right. But the, the Acolyte is going to be focused on a Sith, a young Sith being pulled to the dark side or something like that. My understanding um, of it. And it's, going, it's, it's directed by... And what's important is... Um, uh, uh, the creator is Leslie Headland, who is from famously from Russian Doll, and she's doing all. And, and this, this is one of the things when they announced that she was going to do it, you know, ugly fanboy uh, uh, misogyny being thrown out. But I, you know, uh, if you see Russian Doll, uh, at least the first season was really really great. We made made my list that yeah, year. Yeah, Russian Doll is very out. good. So I'm looking forward to it. It's it's I think Ariani, you're gonna like it because I think the only character that you know that could show up would be Yoda. So he probably will make an appearance uh, because the only I mean, person alive or Chewbacca. I mean, hopefully Chewbacca. there's more reasons why I would well, like it. Well, because T's meaning there's there won't be no pandering nepotism. I'm talking about the pandering nepotism that we you would you find distasteful. So there won't be a lot of that. There might or there might not be as long as they tell a good story that keeps me engaged. Great. I mean, I have high hopes because of Leslie Headland. Not only was Russian Doll good, like, premise, but it was good, well acted and thoughtful. Um, and there's there's just going to be a lot of... Uh, I'm looking forward to... That's what I'm looking for. Carrie Ann Moss is in it. She's one of my favorites. But anyway, but yeah, so... I have some, some looking forward stuff. Not uh, just, a, just a couple things. Um... Dune Part 2, which got pushed forward because of the, the strike. It was supposed to come out end of November, um, I think Thanksgiving, um, and it got pushed. Um, Furiosa, uh, the Mad Max uh, Fury Road. That, it's people. not Charlize, right? It's not Charlize. It's no, Taylor it's, Joy. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, from the menu. Yeah. and uh, What we know is Magic. Super Mario in, Brothers. Uh, oh, yeah, Super Mario Brothers. She was yeah, yeah, in New Mutants. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's the name of the chess show she was in? Queen's Gambit. What was it? She was it? in Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Um, yeah that was, uh, she was Mickey great, Seventeen, man. which is the Nets uh, Bong Joon Ho movie. Um, I don't know anything about it. It's a, it's directed by Bong Joon Ho and Robert Pattinson starring in it. Um, I I don't know if he's playing like a robot. I don't know if he's in space. Like I don't know anything about it. Um, but I'll oh, watch. I was looking up at this because it's um. 
It's based on a book. Mm. And I was looking up at sci- best sci-fi of the last few years. So it's based on a book, Mickey 17. It's about like uh, having human beings working on like uh, asteroids or mining facilities or doing something out there in space or other planets or asteroid belts. And they use clones labor, clone labor to that's cool to do it and it's yeah yeah so it's something like that kind of thing going on. very excited for that um i think those are like the really like big big ones that i'm really like looking forward to um the inside out sequel looks cute um i'd go see that um oh and madam web i'm sure we're all gonna go see that and craven the hunter (laughs) um file me under i'm interested for those <laughs> Have I seen any of Sony's Spider-Man like spin-off stuff? Haven't you seen Venom? I saw the first 20 minutes and I turned it off. Okay. So well, then, I think that's no. all they have, right? Is Venom and Venom 2. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I'm going back to the Acolyte and Junus Suotamo uh, is who's the current actor playing Chewbacca is in the cast list. Oh, Jonas. So. You will have Chewbacca will be in that. Okay, there you go. You heard right. it here first. Good for Jonas. Or maybe he'll play in a, but maybe he'll be playing a different Wookiee. Could could be. You know. Somehow I doubt it. <laughs> anyway, Spade. I think I think there's only one thing that I saw that you were probably looking forward to the most. Yeah, Deadpool three, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to Deadpool three. Deadpool three. Want to see what they do with that? I've never seen a Deadpool movie. Maybe that's what we should do, T. Make you watch the first two, and we should do a podcast on it. You still have, you right. haven't seen, you haven't seen the Deadpool movies? No, I saw like the first half hour of the first one. I was like, whatever. <laughs> Deadpool 3 is going to make a bajillion dollars. I'm calling it right now. I'm putting it on tape. It is going to be the highest grossing movie next year. Like, Yeah, I, yeah of course I, it I, is. Cause it's I, I highly doubt anything else would beat it. If, if, Honestly, if it does, De- I'll Deadpool is the least interesting thing in that movie to me. I want to see what they're going to do with the Fox characters. I want to see what they're going to do with all that right, stuff. Right, That's what right. I'm really interested in. I I could care less about Deadpool. I mean, I I like Ryan Reynolds. I know a lot of people don't care for him, but I, I got no problems with him. Um, I like his Deadpool. I thought the, the first Deadpool movie was really good. I, I only saw the second one one time in the movie, and like I said, the person next to me talked the whole time, so it was really, really annoying, um, and I never watched it again. But I would... You know what? It it would be a good exercise to rewatch both those movies for the podcast. I think it'd be good for us to rewatch them in advance of the movie. Yeah, but you know what, Ariane? Other than that, I'm actually looking forward to Echo. I uh, the the trailers look good. Oh yeah, That's it looks very soon. Daredevilish from the Netflix series, and I like that they cut it down. It was supposed to be like ten or, or eight episodes, and they cut it down to five. And I think they're doing a drop all five in one day. Oh. You know. That sounds like a brilliant right? move. That sounds like a brilliant move because there's going to be a lot of boring ass filler in that no, keep, thing. No, keep oh. it lean. That might make you no know, and and go for it. Take the big swings. Kingpin's back. He's all over see, everything. Here's so the thing. Films can't be saved in the edit by adding stuff. Films can only be saved in the edit by cutting stuff. You know why I think they're doing it this way? I think they're noticing with certain things it's hard to keep people engaged from week to week like as far as i understood like the mandalorian was like losing people from week to week you know and the mandalorian's like a huge show so i think they're just trying to like hedge their bets a bit and just say okay we're either like with what if they're like okay we're gonna do this like every day um to the new year and then for echo they're just like whatever we'll just drop it all at once 
you know what? Some things need to be dropped all at once. Thumbs, some things like what if, it's nice that it's day to day. Some things I want it week to week. Game of Thrones would not work if it all dropped at once. It would destroy right. Game of Thrones because there's stuff to talk about. What's going to happen next? Right. Right. Obi-Wan Kenobi. They build up momentum. Right. Obi-Wan Kenobi needed to be cut down to three hours. Storytelling now, because of the internet, can be decoupled from these standards of two-hour movie, one-hour drama, half-hour comedy. I've said this a thousand times, but you have to understand what story you're telling. How much story do you have there for the people? And then they're like, we... Then some studio head goes, we need to stretch this out to 24. We need to do this. We need to do that. And then you get into these things where you have like a bachelor party episode of Succession. And and so you have to know your story. I like it that Disney's taking these chances because you don't have to solve it. You just have to look at what you have and then make a decision based on what you have instead of trying to force what you have into your format. Yeah, now that we're at 245, our longest podcast ever. Yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to add? We'll see y'all next year. You could Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see y'all next year. Be safe out there. Take chances. Be dangerous. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at notallpodcastworkcapes.com. And send us an email, notallpods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. And um, it was just, I think it was well done and really good. Not good enough to make my top ten, but I wanted to give that as an honorable mention that it was kind of like a... She's digging it. She's digging the podcast. If I if I say anything or I do anything now, it'll just, you know, I'll get her. Yeah, just go ahead. Are you done? Are you done? All right. Uh, (laughs) Your dog has comedic timing. I know, right? That's like perfect. Please throw that at the end. Sit. Oh my god. There's our post credits. That's that's already in the bag. Kate was upset she came down before because she snuck back upstairs and got into the garbage and ripped the garbage all over the place. Uh, give her something soft to dig on. You don't understand. You just don't understand. Alright, I'm just trying to help. She's still a puppy. You done?